Hey everybody, Rob here. Before we get into this episode of Robin Akiva Need a Podcast, MTV dating shows are trash. If you want to watch along with the shows we're covering, we will have links to all three of the MTV dating shows in the show notes on robhasawebsite.com. Enjoy the show. Robin Akiva Need a the weekend you better attend robin akiva need a podcast number 41 mtv dating shows are trash i am rob sisternino and i am here with the co-host of rob and akiva need a podcast he and i started podcasting together i believe around this time five years ago when we did a seinfeld post show recap And then he was most grateful that he missed Seinfeld night at City Field on a Friday night. And I'm sure was very disappointed when he got back on the Internet today. Here he is, a man who's ready to take Minneapolis, Minnesota by storm. The great Akiva Winokur. Yeah. uh, Happy fifth podcasting anniversary to you, Rob. And happy International Pull and Peel Twizzlers Day belated to you, Akiva. Yes, it is the it's the third International Pull and Peel Twizzlers Day, or it was yesterday, but you can celebrate the whole weekend. So if you're listening to this on Sunday or even on Monday, go buy yourself some Pull and Peel Twizzlers. Celebrate the holiday if it's your thing. A lot of people sent us. I sort of forgot about it. I sent myself a Google alert, um, but people woke up early in the morning and started tweeting at us pictures of their Pull and Peel Twizzlers because uh, they remembered from the Seinfeld show. Yes. Okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's actually be- very belated on the happy five year anniversary. It was, uh, June 8th, 2014, uh, was the premiere of the Seinfeld post-show recap. Whatever it was, I thought it was July. Yeah. Well, you know what it is? It's the 30th anniversary of Seinfeld, which was like our third or fourth episode or something. Yeah. We, we, we should have started in time for the, like, we should have waited a few more weeks and just started. Whatever. What did we know? What did we know? We were it young was the 25th anniversary. Simple. Young and, and dumb. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now we're smart. Now we're old and dumb. <laughs> All right. Uh, And uh, we're debating issues like what are we going to eat in Minnesota and uh, should we tailgate before baseball games? All the all the hot button topics. Yeah. Hit us up if you think we should tailgate if you're coming to Minnesota. Yeah. This is the last show that we're doing before our live show in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. If you want to still get tickets for our live show on the night of July 17th, you can go to Rob has a website dot com slash live renap and then or was it renap live i forget i don't know look at our our uh our, our i think it's Twitters. renap live to be honest let me double let me double check that okay uh but we it's are renap live it is, so yeah. we will not have an episode for you next weekend and then we will do our best to get the live show up for you uh in the uh couple of days following and then no show on the weekend following so Two weekends in a row, you don't have to attend, but then there will be a show in midweek that people can attend. All right. Nobody followed that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nobody followed. So so just just to let you know, so don't look for a show next weekend or Mm. the weekend after because we're going to be getting together for... Uh, or we will be recording a second show. We'll we'll be posting the uh, Robin and Keep Alive show 
in two weeks. Well, I said we should do two shows when we're in Minnesota, and you you nixed that. You said no. I'm not doing two live shows uh, in two one live night. shows. Okay. All right. So all that's going on. We will today be spinning the live show wheel when we get to our mailbag. But that is for later on in the show because we have a, a great guest who is going to be making her Renap debut. And I really hope this goes well because we have uh, a lot of spots on the wheel dedicated to uh, her being a, a good person on the podcast. But I have no doubt that it will be a great fit. We welcome in the millennial judge herself, the great Allie Lasher. Yeah, I guess luckily I'll be the judge of whether or not this goes well. So mm-hmm. uh, the odds are good. Yeah. Mostly Twitter is our judge. No, people will, people will like this. I don't do great on Twitter, so I'm a little <laughs> nervous about that then. Can I tell you something, Rob? Yes. I commissioned, and by commissioned, I mean offered zero dollars to shut up Tim and Will from America to play. Because people, if if people are diehard listeners, they know that Allie and I have been in a years long grudge. We've Feud, not done yeah. each other's podcasts. We we are we are uh, notably arch uh, frenemies. And uh, um, I, so there are a lot of there's a lot of audio clips of Allie banning me from her show and then me rebanning people. And so I said, wouldn't it be funny if when Allie comes on the show, uh, we play that uh, clip mm-hmm. and like, you know, and shut up Tim and Will from America could sort of uh, put together like a three minute best of Akiva versus, um, you know, Ali, uh, uh, you know, uh, c- compilation for the last three years. Anyway, uh, it did not happen in time. Yeah, no, I did not, not here, get that so. clip. No, they get a clip to play. OK. All right. But you guys are good now. This is all like uh, water under the bridge. No one has ever uh I'm usually the one to hold a grudge that the other person doesn't care about. So this is a new experience <laughs> yes. for me. Shoes on the other uh, foot. That Akiva is the main grudge holder here. Yes. No, we're we're good. We okay. I, I speak to Ali more than I speak to my wife nowadays. Okay. Well, that's a that low bar. That can't possibly be true. <laughs> well, yeah. my wife's in America. I haven't spoken to her in a week. I don't know. I call. She's in the pool with the kids or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's in Florida with her parents. I'm not speaking to her. We have a lot of stuff to talk about today on our MTV dating shows are trash. We're going to be talking about three shows from the heyday, from the golden era of MTV dating shows. Akiva, can you tell us about what shows we are going to discuss? Yeah, so we picked uh, some classic MTV dating shows. We picked Next. We picked um, Room Raiders, which I think was maybe the first one of these to start airing. Uh, where a person goes uh, cho- choose a date by going through three uh, unnamed people's rooms. And then we had a vote, a fan vote, if we should do the show Parental Control. Yeah. Where uh, where parents try and break up their their uh, daughter or son's relationship by uh, providing their own dates for the person or date my mom, where you date uh, two people's moms and decide who or three people's moms. and You decide who you want to go out with. But Parental Control won in a route. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Allie's poll. So we picked parental control. Sorry, date my mom, maybe for another yeah. time. I'm glad because parental control was by far my favorite of the three. Yeah, all three, to, all three of them ruled. All three of them have uh, so, <laughs> so much meat on the bone. Uh, I don't want to say they hold up well because they don't. But there, there was more in four minutes of any of these shows than some of the other TV shows we've watched, Rob. There's there's so much gold to mine here. OK, Allie. What has spoken to you about these shows that you are our expert here today? Do you, do you have an affinity for these shows or because you cover MTV reality on reality TV rehab ups? 
Yeah, maybe a little bit of both. I mean, as is often the case, I don't really know what I'm doing here. What happened was Akiva told me I like messaged me to be the expert for the real world in the fishbowl. And I was like, okay, because I don't say no to these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But then I heard this got on the wheel and I was like, can I just sub out? Because I'd much rather talk about these shows, which then has spiraled into me having both and an ridiculous amount of spots on the wheel that I feel guilty about and am expected to be cut from at any moment. But I did watch all of these shows. I was a real like uh TRL watcher, after school watcher. And then I think these shows either aired like right before TRL from three to four or after tier. I can't like quite remember the lineup, but watching these shows now, I had a full existential crisis of like, no wonder I am the way that I am after having grown up watching these shows like these shows are so terrible they absolutely do not hold up they are she trash. must have watched different she must have watched different shows than we did rob <laughs> I, she was, thinks they're bad. <laughs> I, I mean they're great to talk about i agree that there's a lot of meat on the bones and stuff happened but like i was like as these shows were airing i was like between i guess room raiders was a little earlier but like we mostly watched shows from 2005 to what i was like in eighth grade to entering high school i should not have been watching these shows like they're so Anyway, it, mm-hmm. it explains why I've spent the last... I also am celebrating a five-year podcasting anniversary uh, for this entire year because I'm that person. Yes, 2014 uh, was, was a big year of podcasting. And uh, yeah, and so... We're like LeBron no D. Wade and so who's much our, time. Allie, who's our Carmelo in the, in, the, uh, in the 2014 RHP draft class? If it's me and you, we're rookies. Who's our third person? I mean... Brian, you're a Carmelo. He's probably a Knicks fan anyway. Brian, you're the He's Carmelo. not listening to this. But, but <laughs> okay. like, but yeah, no, no wonder Tag he spent five years Carmelo. talking about MTV shows because I was raised on this crap. Okay. I was actually nexted from TRL. I was almost on TRL. That's a story for another podcast, maybe. But wow. Okay. I, I was it. in college when these shows aired. Uh, Rob, what were, I guess you were probably post college or about to be post college when they started airing. Yeah, what, uh, I, that I was already uh, off to, you know, uh, Los Angeles by 2005, if uh, that's the era in which most yeah. of these shows well, are. Room Raiders was 03. The other two shows are 05, 06. Yeah, yeah. So this was a little bit past my heyday of watching MTV in the middle of the day. But meanwhile, I did a lot of research because you guys get people to come on and do so much like background work. I texted Akiva in a panic today. Like, am I being billed as an expert or a guest? But I have some nuggets that no, I, I did some work along the way. Okay, great. So let's go ahead and start with the first of these shows. And we're going to talk about Room Raiders first. Uh, there is a common denominator on all these shows that there uh, is a, a lot of like smack talk from different people who are vying for dates and all of these shows revolve around one fundamental concept of somebody is is picking somebody else for either more dates or to be in a relationship with. So we've sort of taken the newlywed game and then we have like a million crazy bastardized versions of that Akiva. Uh, yeah, and they also have they have a, a pretty I wonder if they're all made by the same production company because they have they have like a very a similar tone. There's a lot of rhyming, a lot of like alliterative puns coming from everyone. They're clearly coached up to say this stuff. Uh, you know, they're, they, they, all three shows do have a lot in common. Okay. So 
Akiba, could you describe the premise of Room Raiders? Yes. So in a normal episode of Room Raiders, a let's say um, a boy will will who's looking to date a girl will go to the houses of three different prospective girls who he has not met. And he raids their room. He looks. He has full reign to go through their room, see what's there. And as he is going through the room, that girl and the two other girls are in locked in the back of a van together, Mm -hmm. uh, watching, watching the boy go through their stuff Uh, in later eras. Not in the episode we watched. I think he texts them like questions. Mm -hmm. There's a big text message element later on, I think, where he's like, what's with the granny panties? Stuff like that. But I don't. But it's not in this episode. This episode, the boy is uh, one Zac Efron. It was a celebrity edition. Celebrity edition. Ali, what kind of privacy law do you think th- that uh, might have been infringed upon by the show Room Raiders? Listen, this is a break from bar study. I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> I have no expertise at all. Millennial what judge. I say, what I will say is that from going so like I think a lot of the questioning that was coming to my mind that is on internet forums a lot is like how real were any of these shows and one thing that I I pulled a couple like I was on Room Raiders posts that oh. I looked into and one of the key things is that like they have to sign an agreement that they consent to this uh they don't know exactly what show they're going to be on we could talk about that later but they do consent and a lot of the people who are on or one of the pers- one of the posters was like I was 18 and I didn't bother to read it. So I do think they consent to everything that happens. Okay. Did anybody um, say this was not yeah. actually my room? Cause that's a classic reality TV thing. It has happened that the people have gone into the like parents rooms. A lot of people live with their parents. Another couple of things to note about this. So this actually was 2005. It did start 2003 to 2009, which is way longer than I remembered that what it a went run into 2009. For it should yeah. be syndicated guys. Uh, but because this was Zac Efron just on the precipice of like high school musical fame. Right. He was billed as a Summerland star. Uh, great WB show. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how old this was. Um, but yeah, usually the the three people who got raided, the raidees, will be able to raid the Raiders room at the end. That notably did not happen in this celebrity oh, edition. So they call. do get to that get revenge. Happen. Efron did not let them in his room. Oh, so is that happens in that was like a twist alley or that they introduced later or that this was just um, not included in this episode? I guess I'm not 100 percent sure because this was the first or this was well, this was a few seasons in. So I guess I'm not I'm not 100 no, percent sure right. when that started. Mm-hmm. But I I I just kind of assumed it was because he was Zach Efron, but maybe it yeah. was because it was introduced later. Another key feature that did change in formatting that I didn't know is I was like, where the hell is the black light test? Why is he not doing it? I don't know if that was something you guys remembered from watching Room Raiders. Yeah, I think I think it's just some episodes have it, but this one happened not to. Yeah, and for me, I've never seen this show before, so all all of this uh, is new for me. So they they would do. Some sort of DNA evidence scan <laughs> of the room, and 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 how how would they talk about that? So in the spy kit, which Zac Efron did not make enough use of, like there were large tweezers. There was this is just my memory. I think they had a magnifying glass. Maybe they had the white gloves and the rubber gloves, which he did use, and then they had a black light that, you know, they'd turn off the lights and do the sheets and be like, this place is disgusting. And it would be, like, actively disgusting. And then their little, like, 
you know, graphics at the end would like highlight them and be like, when he was saying this was gross, I don't think I'm going to pick this person. But I also thought maybe he's just not using it. But I looked into this and according to ranker.com, this only happened on season one. So I can't verify this because I did actually Google, you know, black light test room readers and the episodes that came up were season one, mm. but I can't. So going off of that and ranker.com, Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson's incident like put MTV on notice to like not upset the FCC anymore, which like oh, started wow. a quote wave of FCC crackdowns on suggestive TV shows, including room Raiders while they could get away with censoring sex toys. They had to completely scrap the black light. So that is according to ranker that it actually just disappeared after season one. Wow. What a wild turn of events. The whole <laughs> Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake uh, thing had to do. And you would have thought that Justin Timberlake getting punked was the uh, most consequential moment <laughs> that happened on any of these shows in this genre. But no. I don't know. Akiva, do you remember the blacklight being of more course. frequent? I, I, I mean, because that's I the most memorable guessed. thing. It wasn't in every episode, which is I, why I guessed it wasn't here. And I also forgot that they always go through the the Ray D's room. Uh, the Raiders room, the Ray D's go through the Raiders room at the end. But I guess Efron did not want to open up his house to um, scrutiny. I don't I I don't. Uh, I, they went from the black light to some other sort of kit, like a CSI type kit in later seasons, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Like a swab. Yeah, they like did some sort of swab. It's weird. They did. I, I was watching like uh, highlights of some other of some other episodes, like the weirdest things they found. And there is a lot of. um there's a lot of swaps. There's also a surprising number of same sex room ratings. So MTV was pretty progressive uh, in that sense, although, as we're going to learn soon, much less progressive in maybe some other senses. <laughs> yeah. So we are going to learn a lot about these women who Zac Efron is going to be rating their room. But Ali, do you think that it might be more illuminating about the person who is raiding the room? Like, are, are we learning more about Zac Efron and the things that really bother him than the actual people whose rooms he's visiting? I, I would say in this episode, 100% yes. One, because it's it's very interesting to be watching this, you know, like 13 years in the future, knowing who Zac Efron is today. And and uh, they didn't really find anything too, like, interesting or salacious in any of the rooms. Like, okay, Room three is a cheerleader. Room one's a sexual poet. Room two, like, has mirrors. Like, nothing was, like, yeah. that crazy. But he had found uh, some deal breakers. Well, for him, which I think says a lot about him, which is excited to get into. But it did. I was wondering if, like, whoever is the 17-year-old Zac Efron of today, uh, Jojo Siwa or whatever, like, I feel like this would never happen. Like, PR must have gotten so much better for these tweens because I feel like he looks so bad. I mean, it looks like a normal 17 year old boy, but this does not like create America's sweetheart after this appearance. Okay. So am I wrong? Uh, no, but maybe he wasn't big enough yet to have like a full PR team behind him. Like who tell him not to do this. I think it was arranged by his PR. Cause then they have the devastating plug at the end where he's like, the girls are like, 
How's Summerland? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have no idea what show he's on. Well, this is also pre-social media, so Zac Efron, you know, he is still searching for High School Musical. He's he's looking for ways to get his name out there. I mean, I don't know how how much popularity he has from being on Summerland, but I think that out, outside of that. How many of these teenage girls even know who he is? So I think he uh, is uh, getting some good PR here, at least. Like, he looks bad to us in the future, but I think that he ends up probably being more well-known after this. That's fair. I think also, uh, I didn't know anything about Summerland. I had never heard of it, but he had, like, just been promoted. It only lasted two seasons, and he was, like, brought up to the main cast for the second season. So he wasn't even, like fully main cast of Summerland. Okay. So uh, he was desp. All right. <laughs> There's three young women that we're going to meet. Uh, Catherine, Katie, and Sarah. And we're going to uh, see them all abducted and brought into the van. Uh, Akiva, I-, I found it uh, so odd that they would then be just uh, like uh, taken away. And it's like they're being kidnapped. Yeah, they, I mean, they literally are kidnapped. I don't know if this would hold up nowadays, though. Yeah, because Allie, that I guess based on that contract conversation, they knew they were going on a show, but they didn't know it was going to be Room Raiders. Yeah, let's talk about that. First, Rob, for someone who's never seen this, I'm glad that they did the the like textbook Room Raiders, like getting the person without shoes. Like they loved getting people without shoes mm-hmm. on for some reason. Like that really showed... Uh, that the ambush was real. So yeah, I actually, I think I always thought when watching Room Raiders, like, oh, there's no way this is real. But it seems like pretty well corroborated that this was still a surprise to most people. So uh, from Reddit, Diamond Dice Nine, just to give credit, um, said that uh, when they showed up, they said to do like an MTV, cra- like for the audition, they said that it was an unnamed singles dating show and like they wanted to just like have him submit an MTV crib style, like video of the apartment um, as like the audition. And then uh, they said like, okay, you're on the show. It's an unnamed singles dating show. And uh, he's like, okay, like I've tidied up my apartment a little. They said, we're going to be here at 7 a.m. Uh, but don't come outside. And five minutes later, they knock on the door and they like force him out of the apartment. Mm-hmm. So like they know they're going to be on some dating show they could maybe reason that their house mattered or they're not sure if they skipped reading the contract. Like this was an ambush. Um, another person from the IMDB review section, which was illuminating, uh, <laughs> wrote <laughs> one reviewer was, he's a pro- been a prolific reviewer since 2005 up until present day of just many, many um, niche, let's say. <laughs> Forms of media. Anyway, that's not important. This person, Brent Allison three was saying they were involved in room Raiders in Atlanta. And it was a casting call for a quote, new reality series called living single or single in the city. So they, a producer also in an article said like, as room Raiders got more po- popular, it became more difficult to hide mm-hmm. it. But certainly in the earlier seasons, it seems like people were cut off, genuinely caught off guard. Okay. So, our three young ladies are off in the van, and then Zach Efron is going to go through their room. Now, Akiva, on a couple of these shows, we are getting seemingly live feeds of what's happening, but I, I can't imagine that logistically this was possible. Are, are the are the girls 
seeing a recording of Zac Efron in terms of or in some of these other shows, like the dates that are supposedly happening in real time. Like this can't be live, right? No, they cut they cut the clip that they're going to show uh, on TV and then they have them react to it. And maybe they cut it a little longer and, and only take the best reactions. And that's what they show you. But yeah, of course, they're 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 not even pretending like it's live. OK, Ali, uh, let's talk through Catherine's room, who I, I think probably ends up having the uh, most interesting bedroom of these three young ladies. Uh, Catherine, I just scroll it up in my Katie. notes. Oh, no, she no, no, sorry, Ka- Ka- there's a Catherine and a Katie. No, Karen. Karen, Katie, and Karen. Sarah. Katie oh. was number two. Okay, right? Karen is the first one. Okay. Not Karen. Sorry, sorry, I, I miss. I, I did not hear it uh, clearly. Then Karen is number one, not Catherine. Yeah, Karen, uh, who quote had the whole apartment thing going on. I mean, that was just amazing. Walks into an apartment, and it's like, oh, she's got the whole apartment thing happening. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I liked Karen because I remembered if I were watching this in when I was in eighth grade, like. The canopy was exactly how I pictured it in middle school. Like, like her her apartment was like how you would picture college in middle school. Like, it had the canopy, and then like similarly terrifying, it had the condoms and the hand uh, handcuffs in the drawer next to it, which is also probably how I would picture a college apartment in eighth grade. So, uh, way to go, Karen, for I don't know, yeah. scaring me. Yeah, <laughs> he thinks it's a mosquito net. She's also, um, as Ali said, she's a sex poet. She they she reads a line of her poetry. Can I read it to you guys? Well, I feel like that you guys are really just uh, yada yadaing through <laughs> the Zac Efron going through the bedside table. Well, I mean, he's allowed I to said do the that. condoms and the handcuffs. Uh, I just feel like as a first time viewer, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, wait, what are we doing? What, do you think he's, what is he rating? What room is he rating if he's not allowed to go through their jars? Well, to me, it seemed like that we were in very different worlds of here is the, you know, sexually active college student who not only has uh, prophylactics in her uh, bedside table, also handcuffs. Uh, yeah. And this what this really blew my mind. The other young women, I like it seems like that this is a, a more innocent bedroom that he's heading towards with the other young women. Well, she's a college girl. I think the other two are high school and they live with their parents. Right. Like, I think she's supposed to be. I mean, they also have in her intro packages, which I guess we yada yada like she's a banker who wants to be a counselor and then cuts to like her like go go dancing and like a crop top Mm -hmm. so i think that she's supposed to sort of be like the sexy older temptress uh this is pretty i mean like they found i think i said it in the clip like they found sex toys they find condoms one thing to note from my research is like apparently they never planted anything that wasn't in the room but they may have made something more pronounced so it's possible Mm -hmm. that the handcuffs were like in a costume thing and they put it in the drawer right like she had them but who knows but this is a pretty typical, like, they want to find some salacious stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I read the poetry, Rob? Yes, please. <laughs> the, her poem goes, there's true love. True happiness is chosen through the spirit friend. That's it. Okay. Say it again. It's a great poem. There's true love. True happiness is chosen through the spirit friend. And then they cut her off. Mm-hmm. It's a great poem. <laughs> yeah, thank you. She's probably a professional poet right now. Yeah. We'll have to ask Stephen Fishback uh, if he's familiar with her work. 
I would pay. I, this is sad, but I would pay five hundred dollars for an update on all of these people. By the way, <laughs> I only found one of them, and I'll, when we get maybe to they're Renap listeners. It's possible one of them. I, I when we get to one of them, I will tell you all about what they're up to. But everyone else, hold on. You would pay five hundred American dollars, American to dollars. find out what these three. No, everybody on all the shows. Well, Efron, we already know these three. I'd say the all the next, all the next people get thrown in. That's like twelve people plus the 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 six parent. You know the the uh, the parents, the bidaria, yeah, the six parent. Yeah, five hundred bucks. Yes, final. Oh offer. my god, Akiva! Yeah. I would maybe give five dollars, <laughs> and I don't even have children. <laughs> Are you saying that I should spend that money on my kids? I'm saying you should spend that money on anything else but this. No, I I 500 bucks. That's my offer. If someone wants to do the research. Wow. Come forward. Someone pretend to be Katie and Karen. I'll split the money with you. I'll help you coach you. Just to go back to the handcuffs also for a second uh, that Zac Efron uh, says that, okay, you're a freak. I can work with that. Yeah, you can work with it. Yeah, well, until he finds the classic mom thong, the yeah, animal yes. print underwear, well, then he has a, he draws the line there. Yeah, so he ends up like going through the underwear drawer, but then we find out that Zach Efron uh, does not care for some of these patterns. Yeah, he was very into the clothes, although he would like reach in and pull out the most basic shirt and was like, "Oh, we can you can match your tank top to this underwear and that shows you have really great style." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh the then Akiva Zach Efron mm-hmm. finds uh what will ultimately be a deal breaker for him, uh a hairbrush with a lot of hair in it. Yeah, I wonder if they played it up and made it gross cuz it looked like there's a serious lice infestation going on in that room. It's not great. Mhm. Allie, do you think that Zac Efron overreacted to the hairbrush? Let me say this. No, I mean, reacting to any of this is garbage, right? So who cares? In Room Raiders, every reason for picking someone or not picking someone was always like total bullshit. I thought Karen respected Karen for quick thinking and being like, oh, like I let my friends use my stuff. That's bullshit, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you but definitely. Like, I w- you can apply products to your hair that then when you brush your hair, white stuff comes on it. Like mm-hmm. if you use dry shampoo, a lot of times like the hair the stuff light. will be white. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We needed the black light for. Sorry, Janet. We needed <laughs> the black light. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was ridiculous. I think it's just I honestly think he picked the one he picked just because he was able to see a picture of her physically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh but yeah, no, I mean, uh, sir, a gross hairbrush, like, welcome to girls' room. I would like to know if Zac Efron has found a girl that doesn't have a gross, hairy hairbrush. Now, his girlfriend is bald right now, so that's probably the answer. <laughs> Who's his girlfriend? No, I'm joking. I have no idea. Akiva, um, are, are we gonna able like, to make these links available to uh, the listeners who want to yeah, view these the, shows? One of the reasons I picked these shows is because all three of these episodes are on YouTube, so... Uh, you can watch these before, after, during. Uh, they're very accessible. Okay. But I do want to jump in quickly and say uh, the hairbrush opinion stance with the caveat that it's not the best f- uh, video quality. So maybe it was worse. In HD. Then yeah. I could see. Yeah. We might have been able to uh, decipher more about this. Okay. All right. Let's talk about Katie. Katie, the uh, virginal uh, <laughs> high school student. Akiva with many mirrors in her room. 
Yeah. Uh, she's a surfer and she wants you to know she does not put out. She does not. No, she doesn't. She, she does play the guitar, Allie. Was she still in high? Because I thought, didn't he find the high school diploma in her room? Because oh, I think call. she graduated. But I, what stood out to me is she was like, I enjoy surfing and hanging out and basically just like doing what I want. And then her house was like noticeably like the rich. I think Zach Efron said she was sitting on money. Like <laughs> she's just like a rich kid who like d- didn't do anything after high school right now. Yeah. Uh, so maybe Zach Efron did sniff out that she was vain. And uh, into herself. You think she's finished high school, but she hasn't started college yet? Maybe like her mom doesn't love her enough to buy her way into like UCLA or USC. Maybe she's on a gap year. Ooh. A gap she's year just home. doing what she wants, man. Like mm-hmm. That really stuck out in her intro to me. Right. More than the virgin. Akiva, uh, that, do you think that this is the same pool setup she has at her house that we saw in the uh, kids shows are trash in the backyard of the Ryan's Toy Review uh, yeah, estate? It's similar. Maybe he bought their house, right? <laughs> um, Zach Efron also like a real theme to this episode is he cannot stop bringing up his mom. Like in the last yes. episode, he sees the he sees the the mom thong. As Ali called it, and he and he's like, and the first thing he says is like, "This is like the underwear my mom would have," which is a very weird thing to say. He should at least say, "This is the underwear my mom laid out for me." Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, and now, like in this house, everything he starts talking about, he can't stop bringing up his mom. So I, I did a deep dive, guys, and I wanted to see like, does, does Zach Efron still talk to his mom? What is his current relationship momager. with his mom? His momager. And so I'm sending this to you right now. I found all the tweets from Zach Efron talking about his mom, wishing her happy birthday, happy Christmas. And uh, one in particular stood out because I was watching this episode wondering, like, is Zach Efron in love with his mom? Because it appears like he is. That's all he could think about. Uh, uh. So if you open up, if you open up the, the uh, tweet I found from Zach Efron about his mom, I think uh, we might have our answer. OK. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> You know your mom's on point when she puts this in your stocking. And uh, Akiva, can you describe what this pasta is? Allie, you want to go for it? Yeah, sure. This is uh, first when we opened it. It says it says penis pasta. Very elegant packaging. No pun intended. Uh, Yeah, reminds you back to uh, reminds you of genuine Italy. Yeah, but uh, genuine Italian pasta. I when you first sent it thought it was like. Penny penne was like spelt wrong and that was funny, but no, it is penis shaped pasta like you might have at a bachelorette party or mm-hmm. your mom might put in your Christmas stocking. <laughs> of course, your mom. I mean, Ali and I are, are Jewish, but I assume if we were Gentiles, this is what our mom would be putting in our in our stockings. Come Just see me if you year. can't get al dente. <laughs> <laughs> It, this is very interesting because I I wanted to see if Zac Efron had ever commented on his appearance on Room Raiders. And all I could really find was uh, in 2017, MTV did an interview with him at the Baywatch red carpet. And they actually played a clip of Room Raiders for him mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. they like showed him the intro and him reacting to the handcuffs. And all he said with no laugh at all, like just deadpan was like, that's exactly who I am today. Like no changes at all. I'm the same doofus. And yeah. I thought that was a lame reaction until I'm seeing this pasta. And like, he is just the same, like 
hormonal teen talking about his mom and and sex jokes, I guess. Yeah, his his hormones are raging towards Debbie or whatever his mom's name is. Well, I don't think (laughs) it's surprising that a child actor has like an abnormally close relationship Hmm. with their mom that I feel like that there is probably a a study that's got to be out there in terms of like how much of you know time that the kid has uh, with the overbearing parent to become a, a successful child actor. Mm-hmm. So I think this is this calls for a rise and fall of Zac Efron, but he hasn't really <laughs> he fallen hasn't yet. Fallen. He, seems, he hasn't fallen. He he started like a YouTube channel where he does a lot of eating. I do think that's like a desperate yeah. move. Maybe he's not getting cast in a lot of big movies yeah, i feel uh, like every every actor that wasn't in the avengers right now is going through like a midlife crisis you want some imd bags on okay all right i had to remember that the actual url is not imd bags uh which uh, you just did just, part in my take which i feel like is like a an interesting move for a guy who's like positioning himself as an a-list uh, yeah okay so uh, let's see uh last couple of years you know i think that probably the, the most high profile thing that he has done recently was uh greatest showman and which i mm-hmm. did not see i don't know if he had a particularly big part uh in that he did he did um but i do Second feel like that uh that he's been a bit of box office kryptonite uh that he was the lead in baywatch uh in 2017 uh, that was a big role. Like it definitely didn't do that well, but uh, it was you know he was like it was him and the Rock. I think that's well, yeah, a big deal. but I feel like that it was uh, really testing the ability that the Rock can open any movie. I, I think it right. was for the Rock. I think considered to be a bomb. The Rock's kryptonite is Efron. You're saying? Yeah. Uh, he also did the Neighbors trilogy, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, somehow got to uh, a third movie called Neighbors Three: Zombies Rising, which might be a candidate for the crappy movie Diaper. Has that come out yet? Because I said Neighbors 1 and 2. Yeah, 2016 oh, wow. might have been the like uh, direct-to-DVD version of... Uh, or actually, I'm sorry, it was a short. I'm not sure if uh, uh, what that constitutes to be a short on IMDb. I don't know if it's like a, a sketch on like Jimmy Kimmel. You know, he's also... He's 31, so he can't really do the teen roles anymore. He's aging out of that. He, yeah. just, he just starred as Ted Bundy. I think that was Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. The, him as Ted Bundy. So I think that's probably his first like true adult non-comedy role. And he's obviously going to have to try and transition to serious. Uh, he could do comedy, but like as a grown up or or he could, you know, try and win an Oscar or yeah. something. And it seems like he's trying to win awards because, you know, that's a much like he literally became Ted Bundy and he like got into character. Yeah, I think that's like a he big- is also going to be the voice of Fred in uh, a upcoming uh, Scooby-Doo reboot. Okay. I mean, that's easy money. That's probably like two days for like a million bucks. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, that's what's going on with uh, Zach Efron. But I feel like that we are n- trending downward. Is that fair to say, Allie? Yeah, it seems so. I'm a, I'm a little worried about him. I still think, though, he, he might he be has back on the- Room Raiders soon. <laughs> I think he's still got the uh, A list name recognition that could carry him through a few more flops. We'll see. Okay. All right. Uh, let's talk about our third and final bedroom. Uh, we have Sarah, who is the cheerleader, Allie. Can I just ask a quick question about Katie, the virgin? Mm-hmm. I understand on the, well, I almost don't even understand the bachelor, but I understand on the bachelor a little bit more when they're like highlighting the virgin mm-hmm. thing. But like for an 18 year old, is it like that? Psych- like it became this big deal that she was a virgin in the van. Like, is that supposed yeah, to, good, like, it's a good thing. I wasn't on shook? this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Listen. And then the other thing that, that really... Rob and I were too cool. Out. We don't know what you're talking yeah. about. The other thing I think uh, needs to come out here is that he discovers the middle school life sciences second place trophy, which ultimately is part of her demise because uh, he thinks she might be a nerd, which is... Or a brainiac, which is not great in his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> the bar could not be lower for being yeah, a brainiac of a middle school second place life sciences trophy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could have been two people in that competition. It is a big trophy, as he points out. Yes. But also, there he doesn't like that there are so many um, signs that say Katie on it, which she weirdly claims came with the room. And then I think corrects <laughs> herself to say later that the, the mirrors came with the room. He hates that there's so many mirrors in her room. Yeah. Also, we haven't talked on uh, that. She, Zach Efron finds a pair of her high heel shoes in the closet and then literally tries to imagine what it would be like to be in her shoes. And so he then is going to start wearing her high heel shoes. This struck me as very odd. He's just doing whatever the producers. Is that what, is, is that what yeah, it is? 100 percent. He's just giving them content. <laughs> yes. Uh, and he also said that, you know, that backyard, he was very taken with the backyard. He said he would like to pitch a tent in that backyard. Yeah. Yeah. This this episode made me upset. I've never really been. I've been fine with Zac Efron. I like Zac Efron. But this episode genuinely made me upset that he became famous after it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let, let's talk about Sarah, the cheerleader. And uh, she is a cheerleader. But. Ali, she does not have the most up-to-date uh, technological room there is. Yeah, that coveted vintage TV that Zac Efron goes crazy for. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she's just got this old small TV that she says in the van that she never uses. Uh, it's like something your parents would like stick in your room and, and then, you know, you don't move it, you don't use it. He white gloves it. Realizes it's dusty, doesn't like that, but then basically picks her allegedly because she's got the vintage TV, which he's also into uh, vintage stuff, I guess. Yeah, she gets like the worst edit, but then she then she wins. Also, he he sees he doesn't know what they look like, but he sees a picture of her with her like face blurred out, which to me, she's like a cheerleader. It seems like an unfair advantage. He's looking at like most of her body. Seems seems like a weird rule. A lot of times. If the picture would indicate like something about them, they just like put a sticker over the face yeah. and they comment about it. I mean, I actually thought she had the best edit because like nothing really happens. Like he's barely in the room. He he like right. finds a bat by her bed, says that that must mean she's insecure. Yeah. <laughs> and then she Maybe she lives in dad. a bad neighborhood, Zach. Yeah, it's possible. Well, we'll find out more about bad neighborhoods when we watch parental control. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, she's got a cinder block holding up her bed. Her, she says her dad makes her put the... A uh, baseball bat next to her bed for protection. Like, Dad, protect your own daughter, buddy. Yeah. Uh, but it's pretty funny. Like, I mean, assuming she lives with him. Yeah. Two girls um, in this episode had something next to their bed for protection. <laughs> <laughs> what, what killed me is that every, that every house he walked in and was like, oh, good. I feel comfortable walking in the house. And, and then yeah. Katie was like, uh, yeah, because the door was unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I also like I, I think because he's like, I come from a modest house and Sarah's like her house is most like mine. Wouldn't it be amazing if he was like married to Sarah now? Like if one of these things actually result in a real relationship? Yeah. Do we know Ali has any MTV romance actually resulted in a marriage from this era of television? 
I actually do know that from the Reddit post I read about the person who's on Room Raiders, the the subject of the Reddit post was actually uh, I lost my virginity to someone I met on Room Raiders, wow. and it was uh, it was about how basically like they they hung out after the show, like all like three guys and the girl who did the rating like went to get food or whatever, and then they like texted all summer, and she texted him like I can't send you off to college, a virgin, and like they've been in touch intermittently for the last 10 years i think that's the closest to a real that's probably romance. like the number one relationship of, of in the history of the show <laughs> yeah it's just such a weird time because it's uh, you know there's not social media there's not youtube and so if you want like this uh well there's so- myspace by the time we're watching this space then there is a little bit of okay social yeah media. A, a, li- a little bit but there's not uh, you know a great way to you know to really like break out and get like sudden notoriety like these shows which seem like ali that there's a very low barrier to entry to getting on one of these shows yeah from again doing some reading about all of these shows it seemed like they would do a lot of like open castings at colleges like or a friend of a friend a lot of people were like musicians hoping to like mtv okay if i'm on mtv i'm a musician uh this is good synergy so yeah, I think this was I mean, not unlike reality TV shows today. Maybe there's I think there's a higher barrier probably because it's more competitive, less fewer spots, et cetera, et cetera, but I think the motivations are the same as instant fame. Yeah, and I also think that there's not the downside risk of oh, this is going to haunt me forever because then once I'm on Room Raiders, then that this is going to follow me for the rest of my life like you might think about reality TV today, Allie. Yeah, you mentioned that these shows seem similar to uh, the dating game. I just kept thinking of Eliminate as I was watching these, which predated these, where it's just like this temporary, you don't even know their last name. I mean, they say it occasionally, but it, there's no real way to track these people. I mean, it's hard to even find these episodes now, so you had low risk. Okay. All right, so we're going to get all the women together a showdown on the beach, Akiva. Is it always on the beach? I don't think so. I don't think it's always on the beach. This had like a beachy theme. Also, like most of these shows are like three Southern California people fighting with each other. Like I'm sure they do. They, you know, will go to like Atlanta for a few weeks and go to like New York for a few weeks. But it's mostly uh, SoCal people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so actually each season had a theme. I didn't know this, but from Wikipedia... Uh, they did Room Raiders 1, Room Raiders 2, Miami, Hotlanta, which seems ridiculous yeah. to call the season Hotlanta, mm-hmm. California, Texas, Arizona, and then Room Raiders 2.0. Okay. So we alluded to this already, but it is going to be, uh, the decision is going to be Sarah. And I, I was surprised by this pick, Ali. I, I thought that he was going to go with uh, girl number one, Karen. See, I thought he, I knew he was going to go for Sarah the whole time. Why? A, a 17-year-old boy cannot resist a cheerleader. Mm. That's, that's what it comes down to. Do you think that he really picked or do you think that it's his publicist? Like, okay, pick the wholesome cheerleader. <laughs> With the cinder that's block thing. I mean, Or his mom, I should say. That's where she's going to draw the line. Yeah. Like, you can be... Actually, this sounds pretty on point. This was a backdoor pilot just, for parental control. Zach Efron's mom was the person making calling the shots. <laughs> You can make all these sexual comments, but then pick the girl who uh, is the virginal cheerleader. Mm-hmm. I guess not virginal, but not the nerd and not the sex poet. Pick the like Kelly Kapowski. Yeah, that's the best for your image, Zach. 
I mean, yeah, like they, they clearly never saw each other again. What's great about room raiders. And I think this is accurate. Like they supposedly have the date quote unquote date, like right then after the episode, it's not like, or maybe next does that mm-hmm. too. Like, it's not like, okay, we've won a date and we're going to go out like on a love connection or something. We're going to go out after the show on this date. It's like, all right, let's hang on the beach. You want to just like walk away and hold hands and then never see each other again after this uh, stops rolling? Well, the thing that I thought was very odd about all this, Akivo, was that Zach Efron presented this as the person that he picks was going to get to accompany Zach Efron on a date. And I thought that that was worded in a very odd way that really did not make it seem very intimate. I mean, let's be clear. The date is the two minutes we see them walking on the beach right. when the yeah. episode ends. Yeah. There's not a second date. Mm-hmm. There's okay. no way they got his number. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else on the subject of Room Raiders you want to touch on, Allie? Um, let me see if I have, oh, I do. Well, Akiva might know this because he seems to have read the same MTV article I did, but I made a game called, uh, rated or I made it, uh, where, which of these things are going to go back and forth. You tell me rate it or I made it things found in a room on an episode of room Raiders. Okay. Akiva, you probably can't play if you read the 13. No, I watched the video. That- I watched the, I watched the video. Okay, I don't know if it was the same, but we'll just do this for Rob. Okay. Okay, an engagement ring. Uh, yeah, that seems pretty benign. I, I think I, that people could find an engagement ring. Ding. Uh, you got that. Then uh, five framed photos of an older woman that the raider presumes to be the person's mom. Boy, that is in the room. That is very specific. I'll say they found that. I made it. Ah, uh, you got me. A Pet iguana. Pet iguana. Yeah, that's that seems uh, mundane enough. I made it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, 12 picture frame wall of stock photos. The raider assumed the person had no real friends. Again, I'm going to go with that sounds very specific. I'll say they found that. That was rated. Uh, an untouched McDonald's Happy Meal. Hmm. <laughs> Untouched is the key detail. Uh, uh, I'll say you made that. I did make that. A pogo stick. Pogo stick. Hmm. I don't know why that would be a big deal. So, uh, but I, I guess you, that it was rated. That was rated. A door <laughs> smeared in red paint with handprints that said, enter at your own risk. Hmm. Uh, I'll say you made that. Insanely, that was rated. <laughs> a gnome oh, collection. Gnome collection, you made it. Uh, that's real. And what's important to note about that is the girl explained it by saying, like, oh, my friends and I steal garden gnomes when we're bored. Oh, okay. Uh, poster that says, quote, world's largest supplier of natural gas. <laughs> yeah, I hope you made it. Uh, I did make it because it was actually a hat. Okay. <laughs> Uh, three foot scale mile of the Mutz Cuts van from Dumb and Dumber. Mm, uh, I'll say that was found in a room. Rated. I made that. Oh. And then the last one, a package of Viagra. Oh, I can see them, uh, that being rated. Yeah, that's real. I'm PG. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
you know, you wouldn't think that these teens would need to uh, resort to uh, uh, performance enhancing drugs, but you never know, Akiva. I mean, listen, if you're, uh, you know, who knows, who knows hey. uh, what's going on? In this? <laughs> Call me. OK. All right. A- anything else for the room Raiders? Was that the list you found too, Akiva? Were there any other standout no, it, items? Um, it was a lot of just like gross stuff that would be harder to explain. Um, <laughs> I, I I just think like do we should rank the shows at the end. So we'll we'll put a we'll put a hold a, a pin on uh, Room Raiders, but I think we should rank each of our you know favorite shows from one to three. Okay. Uh, but let's let's go to next, Rob, and let's see what uh let's let's next next okay or next Room Raiders. Well, okay next. for the uninitiated Akiva, can you explain next? Yes, next is very simple. A person in in uh there there are two sort of sets of dates in in the epi- in every episode. So in the first episode we're going to be talking about a woman named Charity who has previously been on the show is going to uh have five suitors. They are all on a bus together. She is outside the bus. One at a time they'll get off the bus. They get one dollar for every minute they get to stay on the date. So uh, if they stay on the date for an hour, they get sixty dollars. If they stay on, if they get nexted the second they get off the bus, based on their appearance or other things, they would only get one dollar. Mm-hmm. Because of the nature of the show, the people who are in the fourth and fifth spot often do not get to go. Uh, I don't ever remember seeing the first person win, but maybe it happens in the second part of a two-part episode. Um, but uh, usually, we're going to get a at least one immediate next because that's where the content is. How do we know the draft order, like the, in terms of uh, who gets to go in what order? It's decided beforehand. They introduce themselves in the draft order usually. Okay, all right, Ali. This episode of Next that we happen to watch appeared to be all stars of yes. Next. <laughs> Yeah, which is amazing because it's like the all stars of next are the historically terrible people who are on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some uh, of them are like who didn't even get off the bus. They said like it's just people who like they wanted to. They probably filmed like three in a week and it's just they're reusing people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I watched Charity's episode of next. Her original. Her original. Yeah. I watched her wow. her three minutes yes. <laughs> on the yeah. show. Yes. Um, is it true that you and Akiva did a preview of all of the all stars of next before they came back? Yes, we did a draft. Okay. Thought we weren't supposed to talk about that. Okay. No, well, okay. I, I mean, it's been well, <laughs> you know, a lot of time has passed since uh, the next all stars has aired. Um, one thing I want to note about here is uh, next of the three seems to be um, the, the, the fakest, the most scripted of the three shows from what I could gather. Yes. Seems like the order would be next, then parental control, then uh, room raiders. So from thought catalog, someone said my sister was on and eventually won an episode of next. They had zero control over what they said and did. And she said there was a team of writers just off camera, constantly feeding them, quote, cheesy, shitty lines. And then, Mm -hmm, Rob, in case mm -hmm. you want to use this um, to rebrand the podcast with, I thought this quote was great. Reality TV is just unrehearsed regular TV that stars shitty actors. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, Ali, <laughs> yeah. I also had read that all of the people involved with Next uh, went on to all be producers on Big Brother in uh, the last uh, 10 years. <laughs> I, heard, I, heard that that I heard that rumor. They, all, they, yeah, they, they write for the diary room on the Big Brother now. It is yeah, very that's, similar. That's right. There is definitely a, 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 a similar vibe going on there. Um, all, I did read also somebody won their episode of Next. Uh, they got picked instead of the money. I forgot to mention at the end, the person who was picked uh, gets to choose. Like if, if the if the the people on the bus, whoever gets chosen, uh, inst- you know, the 
they get to pick between, let's say, $55. It was a 55 minute date or they can they can go on a date or keep the money. So one person who got picked and did not keep the money was told afterwards, sorry, I have a boyfriend. We can't go out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, bad luck. Akiva, is yeah. there a budget? Is it my money? What 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 is the incentive for somebody to save the production money and not use up their full stipend of $60 with each person? I mean, is it- as Ali said, uh, well, first of all, I'd like split it with them afterwards. I think no, it gets not split it. Is that split it? What what what's the incentive for me to say get to next somebody at one minute versus next them at thirty minutes? As Ali said, they have no say. Like they just won't air their episode. I'm sure some episodes went unaired because they didn't have good content. Like they're they are actors being told what to do for the most part. Mm-hmm. But even if you know, even in the context of the game, right? If we suspend reality for a minute, it's like. Mm-hmm. It's it's like you're nexting someone as soon as you become uninterested in them. Like, that's the game. So if they walk out and on appearance, you next them, like, why would you want to spend 30 minutes with them? And then the yeah, idea why would they that want to do that. It's it's a day long shoot, Rob. Well, the ideal situation for the dater is like, I want to spend as much time to like, know I want to go out with this person, but not too much time that then they're incentivized to take the money because it's a lot of money. So let's say hypothetically, I, I, I blondes are not my type. And then uh, here comes a girl and she's a blonde and I could say, oh, blonde and eh, next. OK, eh, but m- maybe maybe I really hit it off with her after 15 minutes. What's the what's the incentive for me to just get rid of her as soon as possible? Because these are like 18 year old boys. OK. All right. This trying is to really famous. predated. Uh, this is like Tinder, right? Like next is like the yes, predated yeah. Tinder. Like they come out with yes. their little dating profile, which we really need to talk about. That's the best part of next. And then mm-hmm. it's like there could be a better option on the bus. Let me get to that person. Yeah. So Akiva, that ideally you want to like soup Nazi it up and really uh, yeah. show that you want to you want to make the most of your one appearance, especially if now that there's all stars, everyone's trying to get a big time edit to get back on the show. Yes. But the all stars changed the game. By the way, Soup Nazi was in attendance at the Jerry Seinfeld night at uh, City Fields. I don't know if he was an invited guest or yeah, if he just appeared question. on his own and bought a ticket. I'm good pretty question. sure he goes to the uh, the minor league team who does yeah, the Seinfeld nights too. Like correct. for years, yeah. he's yes. gone to that. I don't know if he's invited there either. He just takes pictures. <laughs> he just goes. <laughs> he has it all on his calendar. They could have got him on next. I think at this point. I will say, I think next held up the. So, Rob, you next. haven't seen any. You hadn't seen any of these no, shows. Right? I have not seen them. I think I was a little familiar with the concept of Next. And Akiva, had you seen all three of these shows? Oh, before, uh, like, yeah, almost every episode, probably. Yeah. So Completed. I think Next held up the least, and it's the one I remember liking the most. Uh, oh, everyone the says time. that. The comments, the comments were like, I love the show. It is garbage. I agree. It was probably it was my favorite of the three. It is without question the worst and the most scripted. The other ones have some, you know, sort of true elements to it. Um, yeah, this in particular, especially the first one with the guys, they're just unbearable. And mm-hmm. I remember like hating Room Raiders when I was young, but like still watching it. And now I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this was a little watchable. Okay. <laughs> so. I've matured. Well, let's meet the woman at the center of this episode of Next. And uh, that is Charity. And people are talking about Charity like that she is a breakout star from Next, Allie. Yeah, I actually do remember her falling off the bus. uh, So that's fair. But uh, I, I mean, 
it wasn't that big of a thing. <laughs> she she literally all she did was she fell off the bus. And they, what was great is like, they always freeze frame a picture of them getting off the bus when they put up the three facts about the dater and they like froze her, like being like, Oh, like falling off the bus. Yeah. So that's pretty iconic. (laughs) Okay. So charity, her big claim to fame is she fell off the next bus, but now here she is. Akiva, this is almost like the bachelorette where, you know, a, a woman gets far enough into the bachelor and then they make her into the next bachelorette. They build a season around her. 100%. 100%. At least you get to go to Next in Paradise or something. Yeah. If you, if you, if you, you know, make a, make a splash here. They, like multiple people here refer to themselves as celebrities or at least F-less celebrities. It is wild. They are not celebrities. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you say she's not a celebrity, but I have found on YouTube, uh, charities, uh, uh, reel that for, for hosting from, uh, 2009. Are you interested in, in, in hearing this? Yeah, what does she got? Okay, all right. Here is here is charity. If anybody is looking for charity and wants to, uh, ideally, but I, I imagine charity is pro- it's probably looking for charity at this point. Uh, this is this is her hosting reel from uh, YouTube. Careful what you do because you may be next. I'm Charity. I'm 23. I get sex, vex. I could even get a Rolex. But the one thing I'm not hearing is a premature next. That was her falling down the steps. I just wanted to make sure you were okay. Next. Hey, homie, you know I'm your ghetto friendly surprise. You should have recognized with my exotic look and my erotic ways. You would have tried me out in different ways. So peace out. I'm out. Be the Biggie Smalls. Is that her whole reel? That would be funny. <laughs> no, that was that was for forty two seconds into a minute and forty five. I, I think that probably they will they will then show her second appearance. That's on my next. guess. Okay, that is my guess. Okay, so that was her with one. She got one dollar in her first appearance. I'm Amy. I'm twenty one. I'm Charity. I'm twenty three, and we're BFFs. <laughs> oh my god! I think I peed a little bit. <laughs> okay, that's. that's more chair so you get the picture with charity uh ali uh charity to me is almost like a proto snooky how dare you <laughs> that's terrible yeah i mean well but like way more like harmful racial commentary <laughs> offensive stereotypes <laughs> yeah yeah uh so there yeah, you she's go a, she's got meatball problems for sure mm-hmm Okay, so Charity was able to really leverage her one appearance on Next and falling down the steps to uh, a return trip being the person who is nexting and not the next day, Akiva. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, sometimes the grass is greener on the other side. Right. Charity really, uh, you know, she 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 makes everyone. uh, I mean, they really play her off here like this is the all star version. Like she is this mega celebrity with fans. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead, uh, she will be a woman who is going to meet five horrible men. Maybe five of the worst men ever assembled <laughs> in one place. Well, we only saw three of the five. Yeah. Yes. True. Yeah. And well, I think one of the guys who doesn't get on his shtick was he didn't get off last time also. So he he's over too. That's rough. <laughs> that's, that's his thing. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So she's going to meet five horrible men. Uh, Ali, am I wrong to say that the worst of the five is the man who goes by the name White Chocolate? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, you didn't like his milky goodness, Rob? Yeah, cr- I, honestly, what I respect about Charity, we should all be doing better. She, like, there's no person she will seemingly will instantly next because this man comes She's been out, instantly nexted. She's been instantly nexted, but even that would have me uh, take a pass on white chocolate because he comes out in this gold chain shirtless with just his underwear on mm-hmm. and she's like so great to meet you let's, <laughs> let's get on this date yes the funniest thing about white chocolate in his bio to me was you know they show like sort of like three facts about everybody and the second of his three facts akiva was works at fedex i love it i love it it's <laughs> the realest thing that's ever been on the show because there's no way they made that up no way that's why i couldn't I, get a clear I feel like answer FedEx on. is probably mad yeah, I, instantly fired I, after this episode, Allie. I did. Uh, I did pull some great facts uh, through the seasons because this is, I think, also the thing that has survived the most in like meme culture and just uh, the the facts are really Nexus' biggest coup. I don't know if they were. I mean, based on everything people say about the show, they were written, but I want to believe that the facts are real. Mm-hmm. And uh, white chocolate. After being nexted, uh, then proceeds to strip naked, Allie. Yeah, he uh, he's comfortable in his skin. <laughs> yeah, he uh, wants everyone to see all of all of the chocolate. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, he does a bad. W- should we talk about what the date was? I mean, this like two second yeah. quote unquote date. Yeah. That basically they bring out the cheapest looking prop set of a next bus. And have him fall yeah. like she did. And this random crowd of her f- quote unquote fans don't like it. So he gets nexted and then proceeds to like sexually uh, harass them. Right. <laughs> uh, he is chasing them around uh, naked. And Kiva in, in 2019 next is instantly canceled, right? Instantly. And also uh, the truth is the second date is basically the same thing with sort of a nondescript guy, Adam. They, they have the same date. Um, but both of them, they get to squeeze out like eight, ten bucks out of charity because it takes so long for them to put the helmet on for some yeah. reason. Mm-hmm. That they don't do the fall until eight, ten minutes in. Usually that's a one yeah. or two minute date. Now, the second guy, Adam, he seems like he has a bad attitude, Akiva. Yeah, he does call himself an F-list celebrity, which is, you know, he's yeah. at best G-list. Is he F-list like some is- sort of a like local morning DJ? He's like uh, the douche from Pawnee. Is that is that what's going on here? I mean, he said he got instantly nexted last time. That's, I think, all we know about him. Yeah, but Ali, it seems like that he was doing shtick. Well, yeah, I mean, in his facts, it says that he thinks he's allergic to bra fasteners. He hosts a morning radio show in Santa Barbara, which I think could go to what you're saying. And Akiva, in his de- in uh, the Nexter's defense on his first season, it said he got nexted for calling him her jugs. So yeah. he got instantly <laughs> nexted. It's because he showed oh, up and was that. like, sup, jugs? <laughs> <laughs> Well, he is allergic to bra fasteners. Yeah. I think this guy is just on TV trying to be crazy and make a name for himself. Yeah, I didn't have much uh, to say for Adam. But what I will say is after he fell and she got next, he got nexted. I wasn't sure what charity was looking for because white chocolate had a pretty lame fall. But Adam, like, took a spill. What, what did he, what did she want? Well, maybe uh, the fact that she could suss out that he was already preloaded with the diss of you look like an <laughs> ugly version of Margaret Cho. Maybe she sort of was able to <laughs> intuit that this was the kind of guy she was dealing with. Allie. Do you think Margaret Cho like saw this and was like, thank you. 
Like, because mm. that implies that he thinks Margaret Cho is hot. Yeah, which Margaret. I'm sure she, like she is. But uh, that what a coup for her. Like, getting a name checked as a hottie on Next by an asshole. Yeah, Margaret Cho at the height of her powers in uh, 2006. <laughs> she should put uh, that on her reel, Margaret Cho. <laughs> yeah. That's an, a rise and fall we could do. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, and then we meet uh, our, our third guy, Anna Rude, who I, I was worried about Akiva in the next bus yeah. because he yeah. talked about that he was uh, hoping to do some karate sex <laughs> yeah. in, in, uh, on this date. So I, yeah. I was worried about him. I don't know where Anna Rude is, but I can assure you he's been canceled wherever, <laughs> wherever he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wants to do karate sex. He explains what karate sex is. When he finally gets called off the bus, he refers to, to himself. He is from India. He refers to himself as the Taj Mahat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he hates guys with long hair. I'm not sure why that's relevant. He's not going out with any guys. Uh, by the way, during uh, his date uh, and a lot of the rest of this episode, they're running ads for uh, like a shot at love with Tila Tequila. Yeah. Speaking of being canceled, uh, not a uh, not exact. Those ads don't hold up. Didn't hold uh, up. Proud Nazi tequila, tequila, tequila. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they also ask him on the bus if he's ever been to Bollywood. I'm not sure if that's a place. I think it's she just asked like, him she, that. yeah, she asked him that. Oh, she asked him. That's and, right. and she, he's been to Bollywood. Dance. And he, he said, yes, he, he said, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm not sure if Bollywood is a place. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there are uh, studios in India, but I think Bollywood is more of like the Indian cinema. But yeah. I could be wrong. I think you're you are correct about that. Uh, so. <laughs> 56 minutes in, uh, he is presented with the question, Ali, of does he want another date or $56? Yeah. Um, I do want to just point out quickly that they he she makes him rap. And, and what she performs is actually the rap that you played at the top of the show or at the top of the segment from her first when she got instantly nexted. So she makes him do the rap oh, that she did back. after. Wow. So she, yeah, she has not wild. worked on her material since being next to <laughs> deep history. To be fair, it may be a week between airings. Like, it might, like <laughs> we don't know if it's day. even aired. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, she uh, she gives she gives she picks him pretty much right after he says uh, you're good looking. And like, that's all it takes. And then she's like, all right, you've been on this date for 56 minutes. Uh, you want to go on a second date, uh, which. I would take the money every single time. I don't remember when I was younger rooting for them to take the money every single time. I can't imagine why anyone doesn't take the money here. Uh, but not only does he take the second date, but he instantly proposes marriage. Did, yeah. Well, <laughs> first off, did anybody ever take the money, Allie? Oh, people take the money all, all the, time. the time. It just um, doesn't happen in this episode. Okay. It, happened, it was probably close to 50. It's, it's, it's not that much money. I mean, well, that's it was, why your strategy makes sense. If you want to if you want the person to pick the date, you should keep the date to like 30 minutes max. Once you get to 50 or 60 bucks, they're more likely to just, ooh, I, you know, I am poor. I, I need mean, this you money. sat with this person for an hour. Uh, I mean, if it's that unbearable uh, to do it, uh, I don't know why you didn't leave beforehand. I mean, but. The dates sometimes would go up to like $88 or $103. I remember seeing like, I actually, this struck me as a low number when it was $56. I know the other one was kind of consistent with that, but I mean, I, maybe I'm a cheapo depot. I, I'm probably closer to the financial situation right now. These people, I'm taking the $56, even if it's the love of my <laughs> life sitting across from me. 
uh also it was a, a an unusual moment back uh on the bus where the two guys who didn't get to go uh were like uh, there was a question of what's the best impression that you can do and Kiva, we had a really odd reference for uh an impression here on a 2006 mtv dating show what does he do again louis armstrong <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. And they say, and they say uh, that he sounds like the Cookie Monster. Yeah, yeah that's that the was other a guy weird impression. Uh, Ali, th- that was really weird to me that uh, a uh, teenager in uh, 2006 is going to do uh, Louis Armstrong impressions on MTV. Yeah, I mean, my best impression is Muzzy, so I can't really say anything. But I do think that the two most normal guys got left on the bus, probably intentionally, because mm-hmm. they wanted to make sure the first three got out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a little disappointed. So it doesn't surprise I mean, maybe Louis Armstrong's not that normal for a teen, but he also, how old was he? He looked like a maybe a little older. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Like a year older would make the difference. <laughs> so a- a- anything else from Charity and Anna Rude? Finding love yeah. on next. They, yeah, when he gets back on the bus, they uh, they they're happy that he won. Or when he when he when he gets the the uh, date, and they all the guys agree that he should tikka her masala, <laughs> which is, sounds problematic. <laughs> um, question, Akiva: How much would you pay to find out what all six of these people are doing now? I mean, I said 500 bucks for everyone combined. I'm not, I, I, I you know, oh, oh, these people- oh, I thought that was just for room readers. No, it's the all three, three shows I combined. You 500 said, bucks. I believe you said just the three. No, 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 no. I said all three shows. Um, the, but I will but, be able but, um, to listen to that. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't know, but yeah, I, I charity, my, I feel like they expected charity to get to at least eight four. They didn't expect her to pick Anna Rude and they had some, you know, the winners up last and they didn't get to bat. All right, now the shoe is going to be on the other foot. We're going to see a man have his chance to uh, next some young ladies, Akiva. Uh, yeah, the show is usually 50-50 uh, in terms of it's guys picking girls or girls picking guys, uh, as opposed to parental control, which I think is usually um, uh, women and they're looking at dudes. But uh, yeah, we have Benjamin. I do not believe the first half of this episode was all stars. I do not believe Benjamin is a previous contestant. He is and certainly a, the, not a returning nexter, Ali. I don't think he's a returning champion. Mm. No, but I hated this dude. Yeah, he's he is like, I, I'm an artist. If he's an artist, like I'm a brain surgeon. Like he hasn't touched a Crayola crayon. Like this person <laughs> is not an artist. And then they had an art date and they didn't even show us his piece they only showed right. us her piece which wasn't so bad mm-hmm. i hated this dude okay so we have benjamin and he is going to be uh looking at some uh different women and w- would, would you say that benjamin is kind of nondescript akiva he's really boring i feel like charity was like a big episode so they're like all right we'll stuff like one of our worst right uh in the second half of this episode so we could kind of rip through this and get the parental control um but yeah, he, he he. I think he goes on a date with everybody here, right, Benjamin? Though I think all five get off the bus here. Do no, they? No, I think he doesn't. Three. Yeah, he only does three. Oh, you're right. But we learn a lot about. Um, really? Are we sure? Uh, I he with everybody. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. We, he goes to four. He does it. He leaves he, Ty on the bus. Yeah. Ty, but we do Ty, hear a lot yeah. from her. We yes. hear a lot from. We hear probably the most from Ty. But you're right. She doesn't yes. get in. Uh, so she, we start. Yeah. She, <laughs> she's talking about what she is looking for in a guy. So in yeah, real Jill, life to not next. Yes. 
Yes. Uh, so for, it starts with Chelsea, the water polo player who can write with her toes. She gets nexted right away. Instantly. And instant next. She is very pretty. I'm not sure why. Well, I think it's uh, because that she was kind of a hippie because he says, I don't yeah. like granola. Next. Yeah, a yeah, lot she, of insults going back and forth. And what does she, she say about her own uh, Benjamin? What? She didn't like him either. I think she says uh, if Tiger Woods and Bugs Bunny had a kid, it would be Benjamin. There you go. That's pretty wild. Mm hmm. All right. Uh, yeah. And then then comes Judy, the tallest girl at her all Asian high school. Mm-hmm. Fun and fact. She, too, uh, Judy, is going to yeah. get it instantly next. Instant next. Now, by the way, uh, also one of her fun facts, her dad calls her Judy Booty Fresh and Fruity. So maybe uh, a creepy dads and, and weird relationships <laughs> with moms highlight all three of these shows. The through line. Um, what, you know why she got Ali? Why does Judy get nexted? It's it's a crazy reason. Why does she get nexted? Because yeah. she looks exactly like his mom. Yeah, his mom. By the way, I speak on behalf of a lot of fellas. Uh, is her mom single? Is, is Benjamin's mom single? <laughs> wow, that, that's um, like a uh, and also, in, in <laughs> parental the control scene, dad joke. <laughs> in the, in the next scene, uh, Judy's in a bikini. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how she got in the bikini. I guess to like show that she doesn't look like Benjamin's mom. But, right, uh, right. Like the next scene, her clothes are gone, even though she's been nexted. Yeah, when you get dissed on one of these shows, I think that it's the appropriate response to be like, "Okay, well, I guess you can't have any of this." Yeah, that's right. That's what that's what my the guy did last theory, episode. White show. My working theory, if I may jump in here, is that. Uh, she came on the show to get acting and model work, and she's like, I was supposed to go swimming and show off my bod. I instead wore this large coverage shirt that makes me look poofy. I'm showing this bod before mm-hmm. I lose my shot at TV. Right. She wants to be the nexter. She wants to go and get the the cha- the charity uh, turnaround, best case scenario. I tried to figure out how tall she is, like at least get a good look, but we don't really see like a full shot of her. It's hard to tell. She doesn't seem that tall, though, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Who's next, Akiva? Uh, then comes Catrice. Uh, she wants us to know she waxes. She reads textbooks and she looks like Eva Longoria. She t- writes poems and turns them into songs. Uh, this is one of the longest, uh, like the 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 longest non uh, winners in the history of the show. Mm-hmm. Right. She gets sixty dollars. She's there for a full hour before she gets nexted. Why? I don't even remember. Why did she get nexted? Because she uh, doesn't care about education. She like makes a comment oh, yeah. that like school will always be there. I have a question, though. The, yeah. the, the fact came up and it said, thinks, quote, thinks she looks like Eva Longoria. Now, did she submit like, I want my fact to be, I look like Eva Longoria <laughs> and that's shade from MTV. Like, she thinks shade she from looks the, like from Eva the Longoria. That's yeah. a good one. That's she doesn't true. not look like her. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eva Longoria was uh, really having a moment in uh, 2005 also. Yeah, this could have been peak Longoria. Uh, and when she gets nexted, she says uh, it doesn't matter. She doesn't need to be smart. She has these. And she points to uh, what Adam from the previous episode would call her jugs. Eva Longoria has had a real falling off, right? Yeah, I like I that's a so. name I haven't she, heard in five years. She's peddling hydrolyronic acid on TV oh, now. Boy. So Oof. Oh, boy. She could be doing worse. Uh, times Rise and tough. fall of Eva Longoria. Should it be on the wheel? Is she uh, still married to Tony Parker, Allie? Yeah. Uh, Akiva, who had the more <laughs> precipitous uh, rise and fall? Eva Longoria or Evan Longoria? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Evan Longoria, it's been rough. I, Eva Longoria, I think, did so well that she's fine. I like. I don't think she's really... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, the, Tony Parker and Eva, and Eva Longoria got divorced eight years ago. I apologize. Yeah. Um, 
He's ruining other people's marriages now. I, I don't know. Uh, Ava Longoria is fine. I, she could make she? a comeback. No, I don't know. She's, uh, let's let's do a uh, follower count for Eva Longoria. How many how many Instagram followers do you guys think? Oh, she I bet has? You, I bet she has uh, probably two million, but I bet it's like artificially inflated. I'll take the under on two million. I would say under. like seventy five. Guys, there every every like Instagram model has a million followers now. She has six point eight. She's famous. Yeah, on Twitter. Show respect. No Instagram. Oh no, she probably has. Did under you say a million Twitter? On Twitter. No, I said Instagram. I think. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, while we're here, how many does Zac Efron have on Instagram? Uh, ten million. Yeah, I'd say I'd say ten million. That's no, be my guess. No, you're 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 under you're underrating the High School Musical uh, phenomenon. He has forty million. Forty million. <laughs> yeah, Efron is a big. I deal. didn't know there was forty uh, million people on Instagram. Um. Also, Eva Longoria. What do you mean? Every Kardashian associated person has more than that. Um. Eva Longoria. First of all, she goes by her full married name now. Eva Longoria. Longoria Bastone. Uh, her mm. latest post is bikinis and babies. A few of my favorite things. And it's National Bikini Day. Uh, but she's showing you her kid and herself in a bikini. Yeah. So it's like a baby. And this is trip. wild because there are one billion users. So like the Zac Efron has a good percentage of the total Instagram users. There's one billion Instagram users. One out of per seven month. people in the world. Is yeah, there's Instagram? a lot of bots. Like if you have yeah. 100 million followers, that's, you know, tens of millions of bots. Yeah. Uh, I, I think there's there's 600,000 people that are on Instagram. The rest are bots. Somebody asked us, but, you know, we have a, a future mystery episode possibly coming up. Rob, mm-hmm. if we could think of an idea for it. One of these suggestions, which I guess we won't get into the mailbag today, was... Um, was uh, like they wanted to investigate people's fake, like specific people's fake followers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and they had like a list of people who they think yeah. have fake followers, like right. some celebrities, some like friends of theirs. Um, but what? yeah, maybe we maybe, uh, you know, maybe that we could we could get to the bottom of this at some point, because I agree. Efron having 40 million sounds a little shady. Yeah. Uh, Evan Longoria uh, not doing so hot either. Can I do a rough transition to, back to Holly? Because yeah. I'm. Yes. I fear that what I want to say about her is going to get yada yada in the rush to get through this. Yeah. I'm afraid. Yeah. Uh, what do we know about uh, Holly? It's not that good now. I feel like I drum rolled it too much. Someone talk about Holly. It'll be natural. Holly graduated high school 13. Yeah. Uh, Perfect segue. She, yes. Okay. I looked at this and was like, no way did she graduate high school at 13. Like how many people could actually be like have graduated high school at 13? Like this has to be fake. Mm-hmm. Do you know the youngest person? How old was the youngest person to graduate from high school? Doogie Hauser. He was like nine. Seven. Six years old. Oh, my God. Six my years son, old. Our, Rob, our kids are about to be six. They better finish high school fast. Right. Right. This guy is wild. I then read his entire Wikipedia. Anyway, that's it. I'll spare everyone <laughs> everything else. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we could go to parental control. That's all I know. No, yeah. but no, Holly... Um, Holly has like a pretty solid slur in her uh, in her in her profile or her intro. First of all, she worships Charlton Heston. Okay, I don't, I don't know if that's like Charlton Heston, the actor, or like the guy who's the head of the NRA. And then she says she went to UCI, which she calls the University of Chinese Immigrants, which I don't think you should say if you are in fact not a Chinese immigrant. Uh, um, she does have a proclivity. She has a certain type, though, Akiva. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and the type is to cheat on the people. She's into cheating. <laughs> well, she likes to cheat on her uh, boyfriend. Yeah. She, yeah. The, well, in fairness, she, everyone thought her boyfriend was gay that she cheated on. So yeah, in fairness. according to her, that's right. fine. Yes. Uh, so the the good news for Benjamin is she likes Asian guys. The bad news is that she does uh, cheat on boyfriends. 
Yeah, she may cheat on you, the Asian guy, with the second Asian guy. Ty is throwing shade this whole time. Ty's the one who does not get off the bus. Ty, who does not kiss toes and says that size matters. She takes a shot at Holly um, because she said, uh, she, I think Holly calls herself an in-the-closet kinky girl. And Ty says, wait, they don't have closets in trailer parks. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So that's another theme about these shows, Allie, where you're sort of like in the bullpen with the other people you're competing with. But then uh, it's very catty for uh, on all these shows. Well, what's exciting about Next is they, as Akiva mentioned with Room Raiders, they also did uh, like same sex Next episodes. And then people would be like hooking up on the bus uh, with each other because oh, wow. like, they'd also be interested in people on the bus. Yeah. So uh, a little different. Sometimes it was catty. Sometimes it was uh, more romantic. Okay. All right. So uh, they are going to go on a very interesting date, Akiva, where uh, we're going to uh, get to test some art skills. I also like when they when they have to go to a second location, which Holly does because she gets to continue her date. They drag the the trailer, the bus that everyone's on behind them. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like a it's like a car in the front. And then they're literally dragging the, the other people on the date with them. It's kind of crazy. OK. All right. So, uh, Ali, we, we have a nude model uh, appearance here. You know, what's crazy about this is he's like, I'm going to pick you because you reacted OK to the introduction of this nude model. Like, not amazing, but your uh, your shock was reasonable. Like, why was that a litmus test for her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we're going to get the uh, charcoal sketch. Uh uh, was this Titanic inspired? I think so. I think there was still a lot of nude modeling going on in the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think like college, like when you're a kid, you hear all about like, oh, you go to college art class, you get to draw a new nude model. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's gone the way of the dodo. Also, the saying gone the way of the dodo has gone the way of the dodo. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of other things are uh, getting extinct, like uh, the publishing industry. And so there's more contemporary references. Yes. Norms. Um, it's it feels like. Uh, you know, a weird first date, but there are weirder first dates. We're about to see on parental control. Uh, but then Holly wins. Mm-hmm. There you go. Whose house says, are they twirling in front of at the end? Like he yeah. twirls her like in the suburbs, seemingly in front of like his, his house. His house? She said she's really poor, but she'll take the second date, even though she's poor. And it was like 56 bucks or something. OK, can I ask you guys what your facts would be off the top of your head if you were uh, on next? Good question. Rob, you go first. Okay, I think. Uh, Hosts a podcast. Mm-hmm. Doesn't love talking about food. Yeah, that's good. Afraid of food. And um, doesn't leave his house often. <laughs> yeah. We'd have to jazz that up to like never left the house before today. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you have to lie. You have to make up lies. <laughs> right. Like uh, my, mine would be, I think, like has. I don't remember how many nieces and nephews, but only knows like a few of their names. Um, uh, voted dad of the year, but then in Prince, he would say like worst dad of the year because they're roasting me. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I, yeah, my leave the house one is good too. That's what I would use also. Um, especially this week when I've been home alone because my wife has uh, took the kids to uh, her parents. I like there's no reason for me to leave the house all week. Um, and then my third one would be uh, my favorite food is artichokes. That's a good one. Okay. All right. Let's talk about parental control. And this was my favorite by far of the three shows. What, what about in the real time? Uh, Akiva, did this show play for you? I liked it. I think Date My Mom, they tried to, sp- you know, spice up parental control with Date My Mom. But I do think that the original one is 
is maybe the best show of all the shows we're talking about because you kind of get to know the people better here. With Next, a lot of times you get 30 seconds with the people. Room Raiders, that you never really see them interacting until after the decision's been made. Parental Control, you see there's a lot of awkward situations where you got the 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 uh, boyfriend or girlfriend with the parents. A lot of times the parents are divorced. That makes it a second interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of interesting dynamics. There's a real tension. Even if it's fake tension, there's fake real tension or real fake tension on parental control. Ali, how did you feel about parental control in the real time? Uh, yeah, I think I, I parental control once once Akiva mentioned it to me as an option, I remembered it well and I definitely watched it. But if I were to have like named all of the MTV shows I watched at that time, I think I would have forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. But having watched it again, like I did remember I love the interview stage. The dates are sort of like quick and inconsequential, which I like because yes. I don't really feel like watching these people on a fake date. And there was always, as Akiva said, some real drama at the end of like who they were going to pick, which was always exciting. So I think this holds up m- much more than next. And I remember liking it at the time, too. So uh, and also apparently like in 2017, there was a rumor that MTV was going to reboot parental control. that They had like ordered a season of it. But I don't recall seeing that season. I would binge more episodes. I would be like Akiva with 90 Day Fiance if there were more episodes of parental control. Can I make Uh, an admission here? I would listen to that podcast. Yes. Can can, can I make an admission here, guys? Yes. I I went at the last second uh, when he decides between, uh, you know, the three people or the or the two people who are left. I was on the edge of my seat. Like mm-hmm. I gasped when yes. he made his decision, which we don't have to yes. discuss yet. Like that is a better television than like the series finale of Game of Thrones. This was wow. like the Red Wedding. Low bar. Yeah. <laughs> um, and no. if I can remember, it's it's pretty equal. Like they pick the girlfriend or the boyfriend sometimes, and they go rogue sometimes. So it wasn't like oh, it yeah, was rare. It is fifty fifty. Yeah. yeah I, yes. And by the way. Uh, once in a while, if I remember correctly, because the way it works is let's explain the show because we explain the other shows. Yeah. Um, basically, uh, a parents allegedly hate their child's uh, significant other. So in this episode, a, a divorced couple hate their son's. Uh, the one thing that the divorced couple can agree on is that yes, they both that do not care for the girlfriend. Their son, Dave's 21 year old, 21 years old, Dave's needy and 21 is old for this type of show. It's usually like 18, 19. Uh, their their girlfriend, his girlfriend, Cassandra, is a pain. They're looking for a new girlfriend. They have to go. They have to meet with like a dozen other girls. They each get to pick a girl who will go on a date that they will then watch with the girlfriend and not the son. And then the two girls that they chose, plus the girlfriend will be at the house and he'll have to choose. First, he narrows it down from three to two. And I was going to say, sometimes the girlfriend actually gets cut in the three to two stage if she's really a nightmare. Wow. Or, bo- or wow. boyfriend. So that ha- that does happen. That is the true red wedding. That's like more like Joffrey choking on the on the the grapes or whatever it was. Spoil alert. Um, and then uh, and how, then how is that like two. that? Because it's not the red wedding. Totally. It's like, wow, I didn't even, Very shocking. I didn't even see that. Very shocking. Yeah. Okay. Um, Unless you read and, the book. And this is this is uh, this whole episode was incredible. I, I loved it. Yeah. Everything here is fascinating. Ali, do you think that this was just people wanted to break up with their boyfriend or girlfriend and they just use this as a easy way to do it? Yeah. So apparently back to my uh, is this real test? Um it does kind of seem like uh, this was also less real. Uh, yeah, in theory, it's it like they want to make you seem like the, they want to make it seem like this relationship is like the best thing to ever happen to the dater, and the parents are really going to have to try to rip him away from her. 
But uh, I, sometimes in reality, they were the boyfriend was a paid actor. It seems like it always was the parents were really the parents of the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, in some like casting calls, but were sometimes found the girlfriend was, was like, like your friend's girlfriend or something. Sometimes the girlfriend was not the real girlfriend or or the boyfriend. Right, like it, it was a paid actor. It was just someone who like they liked the parents and they liked the person because from a casting perspective, it's got to be difficult to find a girlfriend and boyfriend pair and parents who would want to be on the show and would be good TV like this. So I'm not mad at it. Um, (laughs) And then like everything, like choosing the date was set up by the producers. This according to a guy, Chase Thomas. But what's interesting is it seems like the interview selection was real that like they weren't cast to like be the people who got the date. I always kind of thought that like some of the floating heads, cause you would see a little bit from everyone were just like too insane to even really be options. But like, it seems like the parents could pick from the entire pool from what I gather from this medium article. Mm. Okay. Well, yeah, the dates are usually doing light lifting, although the first date in this episode does a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. I just can't see a scenario where anybody in in their relationship is like, hey, (laughs) uh, so my parents, they're they're so nutty that they got me on the show parental control. So I'm going to go on a date with two other people. I need you to sit there and then watch these dates with my parents for the show. Are you are you okay with that? And then I'll come back at the end and I'll decide if I'm going to stay with you or pick one of these other people that my parents picked out. I think just leaving your significant other with your parents for an extended period of time would be a breakup material, let alone the fact that you are watching, you know, yourself go on a date with with two attractive women or guys. Um, I, w- I had the thought watching this like, oh, no, what if my wife tries to do this to me once? Mm. what if i get parental control and her parents are divorced what if i get parental controlled yeah do your in-laws hate you no but i feel like i'm sure there's like some hotties out there that would be like you know that would be like it would be interesting i don't know it would wait be who are the, the the hotties that would go out with your wife or the hotties yeah, that, like, yeah. yeah like how can i compete with the with the, with the hunks i don't know <laughs> wait i have a question akiva because i was going to do this for the guy david who's on the show but you said that in the room raiders portion you had done a deep dive into one of them of where are they now yeah, did oh, I did miss- a deep dive. Yeah, Dave is the Leo King. He's a DJ. Yes, I did. <laughs> he's a DJ. I did find actually on Facebook. I'm pretty Facebook. What do you mean he's awful. the Leo King? What does that mean? Wait, we he- have to talk about this, Rob, because this is unbelievable what this yeah, person so has got on to do. He's a DJ, but he is like he is a Leo King. He's the king of the Leos. That's uh, that's astrology. He's, yes. he's like a big time astrologer, like a YouTube Instagram astrologer. Uh, I found a question where somebody said because he posted like, hey, I was just watching this. My dad is so funny. I think his dad's still around. Mm-hmm. Um, his page is more of like a fan page than a personal page. So it's I didn't get that much stuff. But I'm Facebook search is awful, but I am decent at it. So I found a question from like five years ago of somebody saying, hey, whatever happened with those people? He was also on Next. I found an interview with him also on MTV where he compared uh, this era of MTV dating shows. They were like the precursor to Tinder, he said. But um uh, I, he said, oh, yeah, they said, whatever happened to Cassandra? And his response was, uh, she's a Scorpio. <laughs> mm. And then he said, like, and the girl he picked was a Libra, maybe, or something else. So I guess, like, I guess he was, you know, uh, insinuating that it was a deal breaker or whatever. But I, he, he did not add any context beyond that. He was also on True Beauty, which was an ABC show. And uh, I just his website is incredible. Yeah. Uh, one of, it says David performs his duties under the alias the Leo King, whether he is DJing at a club, giving a sh- an astrology reading, speaking at a festival, or producing daily content. 
Rob, watch your wig. David is the kind of guy that will shock you with the amount of content he produces daily. Yeah. Should we get this guy for the Minnesota live show? Should we get uh, should we get the Leo King? You could be our third. Well, Leo you King. can't afford him. Yeah. The oh, you think he's expensive. Is, is there a cancer king? Is is there a Virgo king? <laughs> well, I hope not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can I be the Libra can, king? Can, we... <laughs> can I ask you quickly uh, yes. to guess how much a half hour Skype or phone consultation with the Leo King oh my would God. be? Uh, is it like $40,000? Like, what? That's a ridiculous M- much guess. Much lower. Okay. <laughs> uh, 50 bucks for a half hour. Rob, do you have a real guess, or you're no, sticking with forty well, grand? I don't know anything about the. Le- the you guys are making Rob, it sound like the no like the like the Leo grand. King is like the ultimate guru of astrology. <laughs> yeah, he still doesn't charge forty grand. That's a ridiculous guess. He he basically does like some local news if, appearances. If he lives in if he lives like in LA, then then sometimes these things are expensive. I, maybe I would say one fifty, but I'll go with my original guess of fifty. How about this? He has MTV still listed oh, in his bio. Oof. Not great. If that gives uh, you an idea, sixty bucks. <laughs> $350. Oh, so, that's crazier than Rob's guess. <laughs> for a mere $15,995, you can have him as your personal astrologer for a year. For a year. Um, Akiva, would you rather have a reading from the Leo King or from the Gargoyle King? The Gargoyle King. I like the Gargoyle King. Uh, if you're out there, uh, uh, DJ David Palmer slash the Leo King, uh, we will not pay for your flight, but you could get in free to the uh, Robin Akiva Live. We will comp your ticket and you could come on stage with us if you'd so like. So $15 you're offering. <laughs> uh, y- no yes. actual cash value. Mm. No. Uh, yeah, $15 uh, value. And you could call if we tailgate, you could come to the tailgate, uh, assuming you bring however much money we charge for the tailgate. Um, we don't have any extra tickets to the Mets Twins game. Sorry, uh, Leo King. Sorry. He can buy seats in our section. He doesn't mention, he does not mention uh, astrology during this episode, but the fact that he knew what they were, you know, right away, uh, to me implies, and he's already 21, that he was probably deep into astrology. Yeah. Right, because you can't make that up. Okay. Well, let me talk a little yeah. bit about the, the Leo King, uh, that he's a good looking guy and mm-hmm. uh, that he's been dating Cassandra for three months and uh, we just hear nothing but horrible things about Cassandra. Uh, she's needy. David pays for everything. She is uh, kind of in a, a a bad mood all the time, Allie. Yeah, and all we this is all overlaid of her just like complaining at a fake restaurant and yeah. kissing him in front of a fake clothing store. Mm-hmm. I would be more, I, I guess they can't do this, but I wish they did show like pictures from their actual relationship so that it was a little more believable. Like maybe they not the exact that. same clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, David was like 2005 hot. I, I, some of these were hard because it was like the guy or girl who was on the date, like was not that believable as like, desirable enough to, to have three people fighting over them. David's right. for 2005. Okay. Mm. I kind of like Cassandra that maybe that's a hot take, but I thought she, I thought she was fine. Like she was getting piled on and I still think she came out. Okay. From this. Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, meet the parents here. Uh, we have Esther who, uh, she didn't look like an Esther, the mom, <laughs> my mom's Hebrew name. Yeah. Uh, and then there was the dad. I feel like that was vaguely anti-Semitic. Rob. Uh, it was, oh, no, I, I was anti-old. Uh, that I feel like that Esther. <laughs> is, only Esthers are young. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I don't know. Are there any Esthers that are under fifty? And let's uh, get the baby name expert back, Akiva. Well, age for fifteen Esthers years, because like the Golden Girls. She's, yeah, 
She's 15 years older now. I guess so. Yeah, my mom was under 50 when this aired, for sure. I, so. I, I just, I don't think that there was a baby named Esther in between, unless it's like one of those names that may now made a comeback because old names are hot. I don't think there was a baby it's named a Esther. It's a pretty common uh, Jewish women's name because it's a very, uh, you know, uh, one of the main, uh, you know, heroines in, uh, in, in sort of Jewish literature. Yeah. Esther, I in my everyday life, I, I have not I have not had an interaction with an with an Esther. You don't have a lot of interactions like it. I get emails and tweets from people <laughs> and they're not from Esther. OK, fair yeah. enough. Never been an Esther uh, on any of the CBS reality show thing. And you're and you and they're not they don't say Esther in their bio. Yeah. OK. <laughs> So uh, the dad, Allie, uh, I, I, oh, I do think that the dad would have been uh, canceled in uh, 2019. Larry is on the line. <laughs> Larry has uh, Me Too allegations on his way. Yeah, I'm going to gonna the say the, where, me, the like, me Too era, not great to Larry. That's my guess. No. Everything that Larry says and does is like in furtherance of him as like a skeezy persona. The questions he asks lead these young women to say, like, I'm not going on a date with you. Right. To be clear. <laughs> right. Like Larry is was made for MTV. The number one trait that Larry seems to be looking for in terms of who is going to date his son. Yeah, that uh, he's looking for uh, a woman who is going to uh, bring the sex, Akiva. Yeah, yes. He's looking for a hottie. I think he says hottie. Uh he he yes he wants yeah he i mean he, i think he's gonna live vicariously through his son and by vicariously i mean try when he breaks up and sleep with the girlfriend right he talks about that he <laughs> wants uh copies of the tapes of the date uh yeah. that he's uh you you certainly if you were esther's attorney uh yeah. you feel like that uh you know why couldn't they have delayed these divorce proceedings <laughs> you really could have taken larry to the cleaners I love I I love like the divorce dynamic when the, a lot of the couples are divorced. And this one is great because like no one has ever been more confident in their decision than the mom in this episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like Larry was only on this show to try to sleep with Esther like after this role. Like this was a uh, an entryway for him. I, I don't know. Like what also was unclear to me is like they give Esther's job. And then seemingly Larry's only job is being her ex-husband. Like we don't hear what Larry does for a living, which I think he only stays home and uh, looks at his, uh, what do you call it? His personal collection videos. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, also that it's very unsettling when Larry is going to have the young women vying to date David, Ugh. uh, read from a romance novel, basically Yikes. like the mid two thousands version of 50 shades that, uh, he wants to see if they can read some, uh, erotic literature in a sexy way to, uh, get a response from Larry. Where the main character's name is Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he wrote this like they're not really reading from book? It's like a piece of paper inside the book. Mm. Why did none of these women say no to this request? That's what I wanted to know. It is possible like a lot of them said no. And that's why we only see a few of them do it or like they just. We left. saw so many of them do it. Yeah. He also like he asked them for what they're. Um, he has a lot of weird questions. Every single question is just an innuendo from Larry. Yeah. If you were to have plastic surgery and I can tell from looking at you that you don't need it. What would you have done? Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. 
I love the girl who said she'd want to be invisible. Yeah, which is probably how she felt in that moment. She didn't want Larry ever looking her at her. Again. Yeah, that wasn't her response to the question. I was like, I want to yes. be invisible right now. Right now. Tell the producers, like, I want to get out of here. Yeah. This whole thing set the women's movement back 80 years. Like, the, oh, no they question. finally were like, when, why should we pick you? And the woman's like, I make great sandwiches. Like, trying to appeal yeah. to, like, the disgusting brute that is Larry. Okay. Yeah, I would argue it didn't. It set men back a long time also. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here comes these these two picks and we have mom and dad set up with Cassandra. Again, how awkward uh, must this be? Imagine David picked Cassandra Alley and then that he needs to continue having a relationship with Cassandra. And every time she comes to his house has to see either Esther or Larry who actively tried to replace her. I mean, the whole like I can't put myself in the shoes of these parents and their child in that relationship, because so much of this would never happen in my life. Like who's, who's getting and receiving lap dances in front of their parents and then <laughs> yeah. like high-fiving their dad when they get home in front of their it mom. It was a different time. Yeah. It was a different time. Was it a different time? I mean, even in 2005. <laughs> it was 10 years ago. <laughs> Yeah, it is. I, I think a couple times like the the girl just left also or the guy left like, nah, you've been making out with someone the whole date. I'm not interested anymore. But I, yeah, I do. First of all, I like you say, come home and see Larry when she has to when when Cassandra has to go, you know, wants to go on a date with Dave. Let's just say Larry's probably not around a lot when the cameras aren't on. Mm-hmm. Alan. <laughs> this is my premise for a new sitcom pilot where uh, the. First episode like uh, is about how the parents went on parental control and tried to replace their son's girlfriend and then ends with the son proposing to the girlfriend that they tried to replace. And then they all live together after that. Work that out, everybody. Like I it. think that should be uh, Robin Akiva have a sitcom. What, what yeah. is it? Oh, so th- do you think in in that? Uh, I don't know if that's fan fiction or the musical or what. So you're saying that basically I, I go on some sort of a competition where I'm trying to replace a podcast co-host. And so then different listeners are like setting me up with other people. And then I have to decide if I want to still podcast with Akiva or with the different people. There's no way Akiva would be up for that. No, he would say he would turn you would turn it down. Or put it on the wheel being replaced. No, I don't potentially. I mean, are you confident in your relationship with Rob? I was, but then I saw him making out with Antonio Mazzaro. I was like, oh, no, forget it. (laughs) Okay. All right. So we're going to go on the two dates. Uh, First girl is uh, mom's pick. Uh, What do we know about mom's pick, Allie? Yeah, I thought Taylor was you can usually tell who's going to get picked because honestly, in the interview portion, usually only like two women have like even semi reasonable answers. Uh, Taylor, though, I think has two personalities. She had curly hair personality when she appealed to mom and driven, gave all these answers. And then straight hair personality was let's put honey on my lips, boys. Mm -hmm. So uh, Taylor really ended up being more of a dad's pick in mom's picks clothing. Yeah, yeah, she really was the the best of all worlds, Akiva. Uh, yeah, I, this right. I, I, Taylor is much more like what you would expect to be dad's pick, but uh, I guess maybe mom got first choice. In the do you think they're really they they go through a binder like the uh, who had the binder of women? Mitt Romney. Like they go through a literal <laughs> binder of women. Yeah, 
And I, I feel yeah. like they don't actually go through production doesn't actually go through the process of because they never show you the pictures. Yeah. So I assume that they're just pretending to pick in a binder. Yeah. So here comes Taylor. And then, it's you know, it's uh, super awkward. You know, she comes to the house. The girlfriend has to have the interaction with her. Uh, Cassandra is not impressed uh, with Taylor at all. Uh, there's a lot of talk about, you know, that she's such a skank uh, and, uh, you know, that it's uh, really just a, a, such a crazy dynamic. The whole thing. Yeah, it's it's definitely weird. It's for sure weird. Uh, but I, I kind of agree with Akiva about Cassandra. Like, she wasn't as horrible as, like, most of the daters who are left at home, especially the boyfriends who are left at home, will often be, like, rude and insulting to the parents. They'll, like, pick their nose and put it on that. Like, oh. just, like, gross habits and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Cassandra was pretty mild. So if you thought this was uncomfortable, do your binge watch. I think it gets way worse. Okay. So I thought that... Uh, Taylor was going to turn mom off because uh, maybe being too skanky when she ended up going and taking the uh, David to go to a uh, strip club aerobics. This also was a definitely a parental, a parental control trope that I remember is like, no matter what happens on the date, the parents absolutely have to stand by their choice and be <laughs> yeah. like, I yes, think she right. has it all. I thought she that's was going right. to lose mom, Akiva. Yeah, no, the, the parents never turn on their kid. The kid is gold. It's the evil person is the spa, is the significant other next to them. Yeah. And so and they have to watch this and it ends up going into there's a, there's some kissing and and poor Cassandra has to uh, sit through this, Akiva. I mean, it seems awful. Like a ma- I, I have kids and now I'm sort of regretting it. Like after watching this episode, you were like, regretting having kids. Yeah, like uh, definitely never going to let them on an MTV dating show. That's for sure. Right. That's how I'll know I've failed. If like one of my kids comes to, I guess one of the boys, like, I don't don't know. Um, Like by by at that point, I'll be old. But like the if one of my kids comes to me, he's like, hey, uh, we have to like go on this show next next week or like parental control. Like you have to sit with my boyfriend and like watch me make out with other dudes. I'll be like, all right, let me just figure out like if I jump from this third story window, what will happen? Allie, what do you think was more unsettling for Cassandra? Having to watch David kissing Taylor after the striptease or having to overhear the comments of Larry watching the striptease talking about how he needs a cigarette after watching this video? I mean, I was certainly more uncomfortable watching the the honey kisses. Uh, so I'll say that. But but. Presumably, this isn't the first time she's met Larry, mm-hmm. so I feel like she's she's been through the mill already. Yeah, she literally calls them mom and dad during the episode, which is pretty aggressive for like a three month relationship. She's grasping like at straws. She knows what they're yeah, up it, to. Yeah, it takes it takes a lot of relationships like a decade to get to like the mom and dad to your in law stage, but she's there after three months. Okay. Oh, this is a little off topic, but the the duct tape prisoner costume she came out in to give a lap dance in. Is is sexy prisoner a thing? I thought that was a bizarre choice for for the date attire. Hmm. Yeah. Uh think that I think that's a sexy prisoner. I think we're not we're not doing that anymore. If it was a thing, <laughs> that's over. That's canceled. canceled. That's canceled. <laughs> okay. Uh let's meet girl number 2, Akiva. Rebecca. Uh, yeah. So girl number two is it's honestly shocking because we saw a lot of her during the interviews, but it doesn't seem like the type that the horny dad would have picked. Yeah, she does not drink. She doesn't do any drugs, but I think she sort of implied that she doesn't need any of those substances to be uninhibited, Allie. 
Yeah, I I was also shocked with this pick from Dad here, uh, but she did show up with the quintessential 2005 outfit of the untucked pastel halter top with white denim skirt. Uh, I don't know that Rob and I know exactly what you're talking about for sure. But this this outfit was like textbook 05. Uh, She she was so boring though. I really did not like Rebecca the whole day. The the dad has terrible taste in women, notwithstanding the lovely uh, ex wife. Yeah, yeah. Because this is a crazy pick. There was 10 better picks in that room. (laughs) Yeah. I did think that um, when Rebecca took uh, David to a luau and they were they were hanging, they like did a hula. Um, I thought Cassandra was was a little bit OTT here, Allie, where she was talking about how that uh, that Rebecca is such a pig. Uh, and they should Stick put an, an apple, apple in her in mouth, her mouth <laughs> because she's the pig. Uh, I, I didn't think that uh, that was called for or appropriate on any level. Well, one thing important to know from, again, this Medium article from the person who's on the show is one of the daters, Chase. Uh, he said that the, you know, the recording happens the next day of like them watching it. And the daters can hear production telling them what to say and then the people saying it so like not Mm -hmm. only was it awkward to for her to be saying it but rebecca's presumably listening to her saying all this stuff about her okay all right so it's the moment of truth okay we're gonna get everybody back together and then david has to decide to go with date number one taylor date number two rebecca or keep the current relationship that he already has. And this was uh, so exciting. Yeah. Rob, what would you have picked here? Hmm. Because I'm a Cassandra guy through and through. No, I don't think at the at the point that you go on parental control, you yeah. cannot go back you, to Cassandra because every day, on the ultimate- date, what if you go on the date, but you just do some light hand holding, but don't like no. make out with honey every day for the rest of your of your life. Yeah. You're going to hear yeah. like, oh, like the time that you went on parental control and then your parents yeah. tried to set you up with two other women and then you went on a date <laughs> and then made out with one of the girls and then went to a luau with the other girl. And then I had to the sit there girl. and yes, <laughs> that pig. Like, all right, all right, that was 15 years ago. No, no, I'm still mad. Oh, man. No, that's the ultimate prize, is to have been chosen. I could have had the finest women Mm. that MTV had to offer, and I chose you. No, I think once you go down this road, Allie, there's no no turning back. It's like beating, it's like going on The Bachelorette with, uh, with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, and then, like, you won it. Like, yeah, I won the show, and then I went back to you. That's an honor. Don't try to pina colada song this. Uh, it's not it's not working out. I'd like to hear from any couple that was on parental control <laughs> that they, then they went through it and then have the, the relationship has lasted. Yes. Assuming the relationship exists to begin with, which I think it's established <laughs> that a lot of times it was. Yeah. Not. Allie, do you pick Cassandra? Do you pick Taylor or Rebecca? I mean, you got to pick Taylor. I think part yeah. of it is to Rob's point that just like they were like hardcore making out pretty much the whole time. But uh, I also thought Cassandra, you know, she's needy, you know, despite Mm. having a good heart. That's what also with the decision here is hilarious. Like literally nothing he says about the women or things he could possibly have known from the date. Uh, So at least like the things he said about Cassandra, although she was probably an actress, were were sweet. Uh, You might as well take a roll the dice on someone else here. 
Okay. All right. So Rebecca uh, is the first person eliminated. And then she uh, has some uh, unkind words to say. I think when you get dissed on these shows, Akiva, then it's time to let loose. Uh, yeah, when you lose on the show, it's it's all uh, all bets are off. You can go after them as much as you can. Rebecca only got like two minutes of air time, so she, we don't have much uh, from her here. But yeah. she uh, she's she's no no love lost between Rebecca and uh, Dave. Yeah, Ali, I thought that the dad tried to justify his pick in uh, some weird ways that I thought also much like Zac Efron's choice uh, things that bothered him. I think illuminated a little bit more into Larry. Uh, he said the reason why he uh, picked Rebecca in the first place was because she just seems like she's not going to be a ball and chain for uh, David. Yeah, Larry early on says that he's not really looking for a new relationship, that his son should be out playing the field. So he really, his goal was to pick someone, have him break up with Cassandra, and then strip as many people as possible. But I did like, the most I liked Rebecca in this episode is when she says that her last line is, like you were saying before, like a chimp on, or that they wanted someone to keep up with their son. A chimp on a tricycle could keep up with their son. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That okay. I like. not fed but, all right so he picks Taylor and Cassandra also drops uh, a nasty line on the way out mm-hmm. yeah small peen bomb yes yeah yes now it also seems like ah. she hasn't seen it based on the way she's talking yeah or like just I think saw that's, it like last week I, I think that's just what you say when you get dissed on one of these shows Ali. I, I have true. faith in the Leo King <laughs> <laughs> can't come back from that that is true yeah that is true yeah uh, if I was a woman, I would drop that all the time. If a, if a guy broke up with me, I, I hear. Yeah. So, uh, what are you going to do? All right. Uh, parental control. I loved it. Here's something I have to say. Also from the medium article, uh, this killed me. They did an interview with the dater. This guy said, and asked all the stuff about him. It was about 30 minutes. And then the girl who was supposed to be on the date, you know, the, the girlfriend, the, the, the daughter of the parents who were in control. And she, they say, oh, that's her. Like, what do you think? Hmm. And she's, he said, quote, meh, she's not really my type. She looks exactly what I'd expect an L.A. girl to look like. And that's not really my thing. But it's cool. I'm excited to be on the show with her. He finds out later that Clarissa heard the entire thing. Uh, the Oof. crew member had a hidden microphone and Clarissa is able to listen with an earpiece so that she could get him to know him more before the show. And what's crazy is with this, he said they really hit it off. And in between the nights between the date and the filming at the house, when she makes the choice, uh, he ended up sleeping at her house Uh just to sleep. He says, Mm -hmm. Um, and that while we were lying in bed in her bed the night before, she told me that whomever she chose at the end would get a bonus payment and that she might just choose the boyfriend and split it with him. But she wasn't sure. And then he ended up being cut first. Hmm. So she had a sleepover with this guy and then he got cut. Well, total blindside. Total blindside. And apparently yeah, uh, you got like uh so you got an extra bonus if you were the one who got picked. Yeah. Can, can we rank? Can we all rank the shows? Uh, parental control room Raiders next. One, two, three. Okay. Uh, and what is the criteria? No, just, uh, just, uh, quality of how oh. much it holds up. Oh, holds uh, up is different from uh, enjoyment. Yeah, I'd say en- enjoyment. I think that's. I think that's probably all three of our one, two, threes. Right? Well, Does say, anybody like? Say it again. Parental control one. Yeah. Room Raiders two. Next three. I, I like Room Raiders least. 
Oh, interesting. It's my what least you, favorite. Allie? I think it's parental control followed closely by room readers and then a steep drop off. Next is like uh, barely even on the list. I love next. Next was definitely my favorite of the three, but I think I, I, in my old age now, um, I, I, I've sort of changed and I think next, you just don't get to know the people. I like getting to know the people on parental control. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, ne- just to be clear, these are the rankings now. And next was definitely my favorite then. Also. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Next yeah. was, yeah. Next well, was, it's I new to me. So that's why three. I like it, uh, more than room raiders. Mm hmm. Okay. I, I had a tremendous time watching these three shows, though. I thought it was a delight <laughs> and talking about it. Yeah, a lot of fun to go through. Okay. Allie, do you have anything else to say about MTV dating shows? Can you tell us what is the, the MTV dating shows of present? Have they evolved into the are you the ones of the world? Yeah, so it's interesting. Like the most recent dating shows on uh, MTV right now are like the they brought back the double shot at love, or I think they're just calling it a shot at love. I don't remember with um, without Teal Vinny, yeah, with Vinny and um, Polly, which is more similar to the double shot at love with the Icky Twins, um, which I actually wrote about at Northwestern. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I was really on on the beat there. Um, and then the show that I would equate this to right now on MTV is really a uh, tattoo far with Snooki and oh. uh, what's his name? Paul, uh, Paul Calafiore went on that with Car Maria, right? Yes, exactly. And uh, so, yeah, this is a show with Nico. Uh, I forget his last name. Tor- Tortorella. Uh, that, yeah. P- two people come on. They have various levels of relationships. They might be dating. They might be siblings. They might be exes. They might be estranged. And they each pick a tattoo for the other one to get. And they're horrific. That sounds awful. That has a more similar uh, vibe of just like sort of the one time mm-hmm. one off deal. Yeah. Okay. There's also a whole nother like awful, you know, 90, late 90s, early 2000s MTV. Like if we did a repeat, uh, you know, a sequel to this, there's Dismissed, if you remember. There was Tail Love Daters. Dismissed. There was Tail Daters. going out with him. And then we didn't do Date My Mom. Tail Daters was, uh, I think you're like watching their date. You're like there or something. I don't remember the the premise. Mm. Two people went on a first date while their friends and exes watched from the comfort of a creepy van. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I don't think it holds up. Not a lot of not creepy vans. (laughs) It's true. Most vans are creepy. That's sort of like uh, uh, redundant to say creepy van. Okay. All right, uh, Allie. uh, So uh, anything else on this? Are are you going to stick around for the wheel segment? So I'd love I every time you ask someone this, like, I think it'd be such a power to move to be like, no, that's fine. Like, I don't need to be on. But I do have some ideas. So I'd like to stay. on. OK, good. I thought you were going to say you would like to stay, but you have a life. But she has to go because yeah. she's got the bar. I do stuff. have that's to go, we but going. I've made a lot of bad choices in my life. So I'll stick around. Great. Great. Because we're going to talk good. about the live show wheel today. Akiva, anything else on the MTV dating front? No, not for now, but I, I, I enjoyed myself. All right. I, uh, thank you, Allie, for crushing it. All right. Great job, Allie. And uh, let's talk about what is going to go onto the wheel. All right. All right. The highly anticipated live show, Mini Renapolis, is coming up on July 17th, Akiva. And we need to find stuff for the live show wheel. And then... We're supposed to spin the live show wheel. I do not have a live show wheel uh, set up, though. Yeah, I mean, does it take a long time to make a four thing wheel? I'm not sure. Hmm. Okay. I don't. Uh, I don't, I'm asking. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't, I don't know. know. Let me think. Let's think about that. We, well, the question also is: we, Should we spin? 
I, I, th- I do think we should like, should we open up the live show by spinning the wheel? I, I no, I don't think that we can do that because if it's the hot takeoff, for instance, that we need the hot takes ahead of time. So I, I would what be. If, what if people have their hot takes ahead of time, but there's only a one in four chance they'll need them. Same thing with the ideas for Robin Akiva need a third wheel or anything else we choose. You could, you know, they don't all require prep from us and or the listeners, but I feel like you could do a little prep, you know, just in case. Allie, what do you think of this? Uh, I think that isn't it if more you're exciting. On, isn't what? it more exciting to? Isn't it more yeah, exciting to do it live? It's definitely exciting, but I I do think that if you're relying on the listeners for the success of the show, you really want to have that idea like locked in and not yeah. have people coming with like note cards of five different things if the wheel hits or not. Hmm, hmm. that's a good point. Yeah. So I I don't think I don't think that we can uh, do. I, I think that now if you wanted to say there was some way that we would do. The spin like on Periscope or something like that in, in a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like that we could we could do that. Well, we might have to do that just because we might not get to four. We might not like end up picking by today, but we'll see. OK, uh, if you I feel have like- an idea for the live show wheel. Oh, please. Let's start off. Well, let's- I don't think you're going right, to so- like it because I have pitched this to Akiva before and he has refused to put it. I'm okay, well, let me hear it. Maybe, maybe. Wait, so let, let's just reset for a second. So we said we need at least four ideas on the live show wheel. Yeah, we have two that are relatively locked in: uh, a live hot takeoff, yeah, and uh, a live Robin Akiva need a third wheel, where people would be pitching themselves as to be our, uh, you know, the third co-host on an episode. They might pitch what the episode is, or they'd pitch themselves. Uh, the other ideas in the maybe bracket are uh, a talent show. A few people did write in and say they want to be part of a talent show. Somebody said they have a tight five minutes of stand up. Uh, other people s- didn't specify what their talent is, but said they want to be involved. Uh, so that's a maybe a live listener bracket where uh, what was the live listener bracket that you wanted to uh, basically have a bracket of people and then either ask them questions or do any number of criteria that would determine who moved on. OK. And also, uh one that you rejected, but a lot of people kind of liked on Twitter is Robin Akiva need a best friend, which, to be honest, is very similar to Robin Akiva need a third wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, okay. it's just we're talking to people in the audience and we're trying to mine gold out of the people, you know, there. And there is some sort of game and, you know, there's a winner. Yeah. So but you're, you weren't buying it. Have you has your mind changed at all on Robin Akiva need a best friend? Um. I, I don't know. I don't know how uh, I feel like it's just going to be bantering with the um, uh, with the audience. And I, I feel like that, isn't that also Robin Akiva need a third wheels also bantering with the audience, though? Yeah, uh, I, I just it's very think, similar. It's very the similar. Very similar. Ali Ali is a famously a diehard listener of the show. Ali, what do you think? You're not going to like what I think, because I actually don't think either of them are great for the live show. Yeah. Okay. I well, you got to come up with something better, Yaffa. We, got, we need I've told better you this, ideas. I've told you this before. I just worry that in a 120-person live show audience, like mm-hmm. when you're relying on people there to like really do the meat of the show, it's, like, it's high risk. And I'm a risk-adverse person. Mm-hmm. It could be mm-hmm. the best show ever done in the history of the world. You have great listeners. But I, I worry about that. You ever listen and to then also to Rob's live? point, like, who cares? I, I, I agree with that kind of, too. It's like, I don't know. Do mm-hmm. I want to listen to, like, 
10 people I can't see be interviewed about like. Oh, you could see them. There's video of this show, Allie. Yeah, but she's not going to watch the video. video. Allie, how dare you? You're going to be there. You're not going to want to watch it. I love Robin Akiva. Need a podcast. I listen to it first when it comes out. I'm not watching the video. Okay. All right. So uh, let's hear Allie's idea. Mm-hmm. You're not going to like it, Rob, and I know Akiva doesn't like it, but I have to put it out here because okay. this is what I would want to listen to. It's really better for a podcast, but I think it could it could work in the live show. I don't know how exciting it would be for the audience. Okay, well, maybe it's but better I for the do, regular wheel. Rob and Akiva have a Tony Vlaco style sleepover. So Rob and Akiva have a sleepover or slumber party, and there are several games you guys could play that are s- traditional sleepover games. And it would incorporate a couple or at least one idea that you've said, like, is in its own podcast. So you could play Hot Seat, which incorporates the questions that people want you to ask each other. They're like, Robin and Keeve have a first date. You could play Truth or Dare. You could play where you like you could prank mm. the listeners. You could prank a survivor. You Should could, I just sleep whatever. in Akiva's hotel room with him and Chester in <laughs> oh, Minnesota? That'd be fun. And then just record this live uh, if it in comes the up hotel on the room. Wheel. Yeah. You play Would You Rather, Never Have I Ever. And it could work live because people could come with those prepared mm-hmm. and ask you guys the Would You Rathers, Never Have I Ever, Truth or Dare, whatever. Um, or it could not work live and you guys could do it. I think that it would be a pretty relatively low lift, no preparation, really. Somebody could do all these games. And uh, I-, I think it'd be good. I we have pitch. to do the podcast in our pajamas. Yeah, if it was I feel live. like it would be weird. Like we would have to wear like pajamas to the show and have like a nightcap. Sleeping bag. Wait, nightcap? What is this? Are we doing this podcast in the 1800s? <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, I think if you have to wear the costume for sleepover, imagine Rob showing up to a like a summer, ca- you know, summer like camp, a giant like onesie, camp. yeah, <laughs> with a onesie and a nightcap. Mm-hmm. The have a sleepover is just the name for like the theme of like the party games of the podcast because I do like, and you guys haven't done it, or I guess this is one. I like when the show has like little segments mm-hmm. where you do a couple different things. Yeah, no, that's I not a, t- it's it more not a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. You've rejected it over the course of the last like three you know or four what? weeks. But we 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 get smarter with age sometimes, and, and uh, sometimes sometimes Rob and I sometimes like I'll I'll pitch an idea and Rob won't like it, and then it'll come up like six weeks later, and Rob's like, "Oh yeah, that's great." Like sometimes you have to you have to sort of uh, let it go and then think about it, and then uh, and and let it come back to you. Well, I don't let anything go. That's why I'm on the show. It's like getting a sketch on SNL. Yeah. Allie will still text me like Allie will still DM me like once a month, like with a with a specific question of like, why should up Tim didn't edit Missy's audio better? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will, thought about I'll having be, Missy ambush yeah. this podcast. Yeah, Missy would have been great on parental control. <laughs> Any of yeah. these shows. Um, can I, so am I getting nexted? Is this idea getting nexted? What's happening? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I think it's too weird to tell people that the live show is Robin Akiva's sleepover party. I think that there's like connotations there that a lot of people are going to be freaked out about on short notice. What if we say right, so to, maybe it's not to, the live show, but what about the regular wheel? I don't, I don't hate it for either one. I'm not saying I love it. I definitely don't hate it for either one. I do like the idea. Like what if everyone had to come in their pajamas, Rob, that's like really funny, mm-hmm. but nobody would do that. I'm sure people would do it, especially the locals. Yeah, like we could just change it to their pajamas. I think it's a funny idea. So, what are the main games? Like, we play that first date game where we ask so each other some that questions. Game I call hot seat, where that's when you have you can ask anything you want. The person has to answer it. So that ad- okay. adaptation is like okay. the first date game. We you play, play like truth, uh, or dare. truth or dare. Okay, that's okay. 
Never have I ever. And would you rather? Which is a would you rather classic game? Hmm. Sure. Like I, I like this idea more for sleeping on the floor in uh, Akiva and Chester's hotel room. So do you want to record I, I a podcast the night before, <laughs> like after? Uh, well, yeah, after depends, the Tuesday night baseball. It depends game? what time we get that we get done with uh, the baseball game. But I, I don't know if that's going to captivate the live show audience. So as I said, disclaimed, it could work for the live show because yeah. it just like doesn't require any guests or any watching anything. But it was. I think it's better for just the regular podcast. You might think, think it's, it's trash either way, but I think it's a fun. I don't idea. disagree I don't with know. you, Ali. Like if it gets if you like pretend you're a regular listener and not like a superstar on this podcast for the first of eight appearances. Like what would you be excited if that was next week's episode? Like I'm not saying you wouldn't. I just don't know the answer. Yes, I would, which is why I'm pitching it because I actually like think the interview. Like you're like, who cares about the answers? Like. I like the wife swap quiz. Like I like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So I yeah. think that this is a way to like expand. I had the idea because of that idea and it like incorporates it as a segment. And then I, I think it would be fun. I think it's like, I listen to shows even when I'm not excited about them and like them, but this is sort of like the style of podcast. It's like organized banter, directed banter. Mm-hmm. I would be excited about it. Would the general audience be excited about it? I can't say. Yeah. I think it's not right for the live show. I, I could see it on the regular wheel, but I feel like it's uh, too uh, out there for the uh, live show. People are flying in to go to a slumber party, Akiva. I mean, they're flying in to watch the Mets lose twice mm-hmm. and maybe go to a tailgate party with us and possibly eat ice cream with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be dead by that night anyway. Like after the ice cream and the baseball game, like we might not be able to speak. Yeah. So I don't know. We might need the audience to do the heavy lifting, Allie. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I would ask the same question. Like, are people excited to fly in to, like, watch people they don't know audition to be your friend? But I have already taken my foot off the gas off, off it being the live show idea. And mm-hmm. I am segueing this pitch into the main wheel. Yeah, well, okay. we could also like let's put it in the waiting room. I think it's pretty good. Let's let's see how we feel about this in like three weeks. That's getting we trash. Rob it. just doesn't want to to my ear, not to my face. Say not it's at big, all. Not I would say no. You know, I would say no to your face, Allie. Though I'm not. <laughs> yeah, but I'm no. not worried about you. Rob's really the decider. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> okay, it is. So called the Keith and Rob need a podcast. Yeah, I, I do like the idea of uh, sleeping in uh, Keith and Chester's room and, re- and recording that at, at, at like two o'clock in the, in the morning. Well, I, we I think could that also, would be you know, what we could do is we record that podcast and then when it gets picked on the wheel, we'll just release it. We already have a recorded episode. Yeah, that, that would be two podcasts to record it. Yeah, that that's really what of, everyone yeah, that, is saying that you don't have enough programming scheduled for the mini Renapolis weekend. So I now, think Ken, that would definitely fill like, that. The, the people who are in the hotel with us, the the those people, a lot of whom are all of whom are coming from out of town, or else why they'd be staying in a hotel. Can they like come to the sleepover yes. party? Yes. Okay, great. But only people who have already only committed people to being that are staying at the hotel. Yeah, it's too late now. I think the rooms are basically okay. Booked. So I would um, be up for recording that in Minnesota. That's a fun idea. And then um, and then it gets released whenever that comes up. Allie, how far away? How how long of a drive away are you? Way too far. I've looked into this. I had a, a hopper alert on tickets. I just can't make it happen. Okay. Okay. All right. What uh, can I? I pitch? Think we should fly Allie in. <laughs> if everybody uh, drives here, I'm happy to put you up. <laughs> okay. Okay. Can, can I Must pitch an idea for the live show? Please, please. We okay. need many more pitches. All right. 
So uh, I had been thinking about what what could we do that would be exciting, and I had been thinking about I had I had an idea about could we hire some sort of entertainment to come mm. to the live show, and I'm not sure if it, is it a magician, is it a juggler, <laughs> is it a psychic? Uh, I'm, so I'm on Craigslist. And I'm looking at the event services in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and there are uh, a a number of things potentially that we could bring in for this live show uh, excitement. Uh, There are DJs. uh, Mm -hmm. There are face painters. uh, There are people that will do uh, big bubble making fun at your event. In bu- all right, so you want to have bubbles? I mean, there is a there is a, ma- a, a marriage officiant uh, that we could that we could bring in. Uh, then there are some uh, even even more interesting ideas. Uh, this one is called classier than a stripper. Okay. Okay. Uh, classier yes. than a stripper. Uh, and this this posting says, uh, "Are you having a bachelorette or other?" Well, I mean, keep in mind that like uh, Maddie is going to be there. She's like nine years old or ten years old. Oh, okay. She's going to be right, at this well, podcast. Uh, okay, so uh, are are you having a bachelorette or other all girl party and would like to have a nude man but don't want to hire a stripper? Have you thought about figure drawing for your party? I am a male figure model with many years of experience. In addition to working at colleges and art schools, I have modeled for a couple of years at bachelorette parties. It was fun for all and nothing raunchy. You don't need to be an artist or even know how to draw. Just have fun. My fee is negotiable. You'll probably end up paying me a lot less than a stripper would charge. Open to women of all ages. Wait, what are we doing? We're drawing a nude male model? (laughs) I thought this was going to become Robin Akiva get a divorce, but I guess with the male figure model, he'd be fine. What the hell? <laughs> uh, I mean, he doesn't have to get naked, but would you interview this guy? Like, uh, could we bring no, in? I, I, the, I'll tell you my problem with the Craigslist freaks. Maybe this Let guy me... wants to be our best friend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what if he draws Hire him as a plant. Don't tell Akiva. Hire him as a plant. <laughs> I'm just I'm just going to bring him in and then he'll come up on stage. <laughs> and then he'll stay for the slumber party. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, all right. So um, you're, I, you're not open to hiring some local talent. Well, I just think that it, it either like it's going to be super awkward or like are, are they is the joke on them? Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, don't, I don't think the joke is on them. I think they're we're, we're, we're talking to interesting people in front of an audience. I think a, I think somebody somebody pitched us this week that we hire a psychic. Yeah, um, I think I did. I pitched that. Oh, was that you? Yeah. I thought somebody also emailed that in or something. Oh, that, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I just think like, first of all, a lot of people are anti-psychic. Like, and are we taking it seriously or are we being fun of them? It's a funny idea. I just, mm-hmm. it's so out there. Should okay. we? You know, we talk about a wheel, but like, are we married to the wheel? Should we make a poll and have and have people like with our four ideas? And turn into a poll instead I think, of wheels. Okay. I think we could we could put uh, idea vote on the wheel and give it like two idea spots. number four. Okay. <laughs> oh, idea okay. vote is on the wheel. But when are they voting? Like on Twitter? Yeah. Okay. I All do right, think fine. astrologer, life coach, medium, like one of those. Well, is where's your the best Leo bet? King? Could we get him? Yeah. 
Like I think those do. I've heard podcasts that have done that before, or like a medium, and then maybe they could do like a live reading for anyone in the room who wants to. Like that might be cool, or like a yeah, and they'll basically tell you guys if you're uh, crushing it or not. Okay. All right. Uh, so Akiva doesn't like that idea. All right. So then, what about the listeners? What do they have to say? Uh, somebody said uh, Mini Renapolis feud. The family, the Renap family feud. Mm-hmm. We're each captains. We go through, we interview people, and we pick four people per team. Or you could do it randomly also, but it might be more fun to pick four people per team. Yeah. And then we play uh, Family Feud. And the person, oh, it is Aisha, actually, who yes. pitched this, our, our beloved Aisha. And she would make an electronic PowerPoint version for us to have at the venue, or she could send it to Chester so we don't see the answers. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we would be picking teams and playing the feud. So... I think that that would be fun. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know um, in terms of uh, m- maybe that's an activity that we can, you know, do it at some point on the trip. But like a 2 a.m. in our hotel room. Yeah. Or when you're, when in you're the, on the floor of Chester or, or in the original room. conference room that, that I that yeah. I have booked and we still have for the entire day because uh, and yeah. uh, we can't get out of yeah. the wasting money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I feel like if we, if we did that, it's just that as a podcast, yeah. that also I guess the other hundred, whatever people who are not in, don't get picked for the game, especially people who want to get picked. Yeah. Might not be super. Who's ho- like, is Chester say. hosting the few? Uh, like, according to Aisha, Chester's the host. Yes. Yeah. I, I did not lead with that because I've been around the block with you enough to like, not, I mean, maybe that just, I'm not saying Chester would be a bad host, but like, that's not inherent in, in yeah, I, I want, if, if we're doing this, I want Chester to be on your family and then you guys get into okay. a fight when he gives a bad answer. Yes. Yeah. Fair. Well, if he's the host, I will get into 20 fights. With him, <laughs> to be fair. So yeah, I, I just, I don't think that that works in terms of it's too off format. Okay. I, I just have to say like, we don't, I, there were a couple pitches that I had in my mind that I, I don't like, I, I just don't know what beats, uh, you know, Ali, are you fine with hot takeoff? You like the hot takeoff idea for the live show? I think hot takeoff is good. I also don't think that like something you watch should have to be taken off the wheel. Like with enough notice, like I'm thinking of like, how did this get made? Does live shows where they watch movies? Yeah. Like I think any of the season three episodes, have, like I think you could do those. Well, hmm. just do we have the capability to watch a TV show? I was against the Royal Rumble because I think some of the characters are small and I don't know. But like if we would watch the show and then talk about it like a live. No, but I don't even think you we, need to do that. I think you just have it accessible. So like you tell people in enough ahead of time, we're going to be talking about this movie. And okay, then- but if it's like a fishbowl, the movie's a lot like I, I think. I don't know. Let's say it was the fishbowl. Let's just say it's it's so we put the fishbowl live fishbowl on the wheel like. Are people going to be psyched that we're talking about season three, episode seven of Blossom? Like, that's our podcast. You know what I mean? Mm. But they're here. Like, isn't, the ceiling, is isn't the ceiling for that episode low? Yeah, I, I think that As it's going to be ki- kind of boring to yeah. watch a show. And and then, uh, I mean, sometimes these things that they don't have Robin great audio. Did it. Like, our one, um, the one live show we've ever done together was Seinfeld. And there was a classic episode. And there was definitely enough to talk about there. But that was like a show that we were like married to for years. Mm-hmm. You know, and people like, watched it ahead of time. We didn't screen it there. Right. We did not screen it there. People watched it ahead of time. Um, Like, I, I, I mean, don't this know. This is I what mean, you guys like, do. I feel like this is what's the show. best case scenario for the fishbowl, like friends, because people that's a popular show, you know, Dawson's Creek. Like, I don't know. What are people excited about? I have no idea. 
I actually think it's better with a movie. Like, I know you, you said a movie's a lot, but I think it's mm-hmm. better with a movie. The, I'll tell you the problem is, like, at least the TV shows have name recognition. A lot of the movies that we talk about don't even have name recognition. Can we squeeze in a, move, a movie uh, after the baseball game? What about Leprechaun 2? You're telling me if no, Leprechaun like, 2 doesn't come up on the wheel? Yeah. Yeah, Leprechaun 2. Rent the theater. Um, <laughs> all right. Do we, do we have any other suggestions from the listeners? Are you saying that we have nothing? Yeah, we really have nothing good. We have nothing good. Sleepover's yeah. looking a little better now, huh? Sleepover is looking better. You're telling <laughs> yeah. the, the listeners of this podcast who send in a million ideas every week that they sent in nothing for the live show bracket? No, basically, that's correct. We got a lot of regular show ideas. We didn't get a lot of live. And we got a couple, but like some of them are just not not even viable. Here, oh, here's a here's one from today, okay? Uh, she had already submitted. This is from Kristen. And Kristen B. had already submitted this... Uh, uh, two months ago, but now it's a now it's a live show idea. It's called uh, basically Robin Akiva fight about ridiculous things. So there's a party game called Super Fight, and we argue about things like who would win: an alien that shoots bees from its mouth and controls a tween army, or Hermione armed with a flamethrower and can fly if no one is watching. So we have fights, and then a different person is the guest judge for each fight. She nominates Liana. I guess that was in April. She Liana's not coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess Liana sort of has to come if with the live takeoff, live hot takeoff wins. She doesn't mm-hmm. really have a choice. But other than that, she doesn't have to come. So she oh, so Kristen is actually coming. She lives in Minnesota. So she would bring us a party fight. Uh, but that's basically like a, a like a would you rather type thing that Ali was talking that about. We may as well more do like a segment at the sleepover. We may as mm-hmm. well do the sleepover. Yeah, I would do that at, at the that sleepover. Uh, sleepover is inching its way towards the live wheel i have to be because if something's not working you move to the next segment if need a co-host isn't working you got mm-hmm. nothing yeah uh, i just think that the sleepover in the confines of akiva and chester's hotel room i feel like yeah. is that is a really funny idea more of a yeah. you know revealing podcast than on stage in front of a live audience yeah yeah maybe we could have chester uh take a couple of calls where he gets yelled at from his wife that's always a delight to listen to <laughs> Yeah. Not saying I've heard a few of those. Um, yeah. All right. Fine. So sleepover is good. Allie, the pitch is too good. Now Rob wants to do it on Tuesday night. Yeah. I feel like that that's when Chester, you know, opens up and tells you the story about how that uh, his worst fear was getting some sort of a terminal illness and then not being able to see the end of Game of Thrones and yeah. something like that. Like, I don't know if yeah. that happens on stage. Yeah, maybe not. Um, also, he's like doing a fantasy football trade usually when we're on stage. All right, so hot takeoff is there. Third wheel is fine. What do, what do, what do you think about the talent show right now, Rob? I, I like the talent show. I think the talent show is my idea. Okay, because I also think with the talent show, we could ask people a lot of questions. We could like interview them before their talent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, but you guys uh, would have to have a talent. No, we're the judges. It's America's no, Got we Talent. Also have to, Rob, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they never gotta, make like Howard fill Stern. Time here. Yeah. Or Spicy Spice or whatever her name is, do a talent. Like, it's it's the people on stage. Is there a third judge with us also? I think we'll have a rotating third judge. Like, it could be Chester, okay. it could be uh, Maddie, we might have, could be... We, we might have a celebrity third judge. I feel like it has oh, to be now, more so the like third the voice judge where the could judges be the psychic also. Perform. The psychic could be the third judge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I, I really yeah. like talent show. Oh, so talent show. So we have three locked in. By the way, we're also allowed to use our veto, our one annual veto on the live show idea. So if your least favorite of the four gets picked, you can use your veto or we could use our super veto. Mm-hmm. Um, and now so now the fourth idea we have best friend. We have the uh, the live listener bracket. 
we have we have sleepover, which I think we're now doing the sleepover as in another podcast on Tuesday night. <laughs> we got to get some sleep on Tuesday, night, Rob. We got a we got an ice cream tournament Wednesday morning. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um. So what do you think? Or, or we could put a vote. We could put all the all three of those up for a vote. And then decide this week and announce it, you know, on Facebook and Twitter. I would add- Leprechaun too. That's not getting on the wheel. I don't <laughs> think so. I'm happy to do that podcast, but I don't think that's a. Uh, All right. So should I add idea vote to the to the live show wheel of let the audience? We're letting the listeners vote this week. Well, I think there's two separate things. I think they're going to vote for the fourth idea, and then there's also an idea on the wheel that they could vote for the winner. You know what I mean? Well, whoa, one, two, whoa. three, or what, four. What are the nominees for the fourth idea vote? Uh, Robin Akiva need a best friend. Robin Akiva, a live listener bracket. Um, and what's the other one? You, that we we said? can't have two votes. We can't have a a a, a, a vote for like a, for a play in and then also a spot have a on the wheel. Is the issue? So we, I was thinking, let the listeners pick the fourth, and then you know what I mean. Let, we're letting the listeners pick the fourth, and then we're gonna vote on the four. No, we're not gonna vote on the four. We're gonna on the in in addition to the four, there'll be another spot on the wheel that's. Listener choice. And if Allie, are you following up, this? Yeah. So he's saying he needs you need a listener. I would just pick the fourth one, Akiva. But I, I follow. Well, so what, what would the fourth one be? Yeah, Ali gets what I'm saying. He's saying but that what basically would the one be? two separate listener votes. One is to put a fourth spot on the wheel, and then you're going to have a fifth space that's listener choice among the four on the wheel. Correct. It doesn't have to come up. There's only one in five chance it comes up, but that's. That's sort of merging the ideas. Listen, w- w- this should be one vote. We're either voting, okay. voting something onto the wheel or yeah. we should have a spot on I the wheel it. that is. Uh, so what do you think? I hear what you're saying. I understand. Yeah. So maybe uh, it's not a listener vote because that's not real. So maybe the listeners vote for the fourth. That's that my choice would be the listeners vote for the fourth idea. We Between have them four what? options this week on Twitter. And then and then we spin a wheel with, with that winner and the other three ideas that we've already. Do picked. we have four things to put up yeah. for a vote? Well, hopefully the listeners who are listening to this now will realize how desperate we are and we'll send a couple more things. So can I ask a question? This is getting very convoluted. Yes. Give you something to ponder. What? Four hours ago? Yes. (laughs) The last time you let the listeners pick an idea to go on the wheel, it was the current worst spot on the wheel. Pod detective. Was it not? Mm -hmm. Yes. I feel like you should pick the four strongest ideas and then have a fifth spot. For listener choice, that's and not holy. Give a I don't full even know spot. what's going listener on. Listener choice, or listen, or let the listeners vote. That's the same thing. Well, right? I, I think listener choice could be a new idea. <laughs> what is the do, new do you guys idea? feel like we're having a conversation right now with just the three of us? Nobody else has left because I, I yeah, Taylor, of, Taylor Cotter was uh, fell asleep. <laughs> I think before we got yeah. the next. She may have woken up at this point because yeah. it's been such a long conversation. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, we, look, we. Have to well, speak of Taylor. Oh, I guess we can't. I wanted to do the census live. I think that is a funny idea. Uh, and maybe we could like incorporate some like make Sean Falconer builds an app or something. But I don't think we could do that without Taylor Cotter. The census would have really? to go out this week and then have the results live. That's what I'm saying. But I, we can't do it. It's Taylor Cotter's baby. We can't uh, we can't we can't uh, we can't do it without her. Mm-hmm. Really, the co-host let us down because none of the co-hosts are coming. Because any, anyone who was on the wheel, we could have just put their idea there. OK, so. Are you fine with just spinning the wheel with these four ideas? We what don't have the What's the fourth ideas? idea? Uh, hot take off third wheel talent show and listener bracket. Okay. Oh, listener bracket is the fourth idea. Okay. Yeah. I listener bracket kind of sucks. <laughs> I thought that was I your idea. My idea. It was. Basically, but now you that need I think hot about take it. off to come up. I feel like that's the only truly viable 
idea. No, you're totally wrong. Talent show and third wheel will be great. I'm I'm guaranteeing you. Talent mm. show you again is bracket? tough to listen to. Allie, you will listen and you will like it. What is <laughs> what is best best friend that you is you don't think is good? I think that's funny. Like, what okay. if we choose Maddie, the ten year old, as our best friend? That's a funny bit. Mm. Look, there's a reason my name's not on the door. Yeah, I'm, I don't have the skills for this to pick this. You guys know. No, you, know you the do. Show. We you could make a Renap, and it could be Rob and Ali and Akiva. It's just a lot of Oz. Like, yeah, Rob I'm not here. <laughs> I'm out. I don't know. Okay, Akiva, what do you want to do? I don't know. Best friend. You don't want to do like. A, should we do an Insta poll? Rob and Akiva need a best friend or a live listener bracket. Should we do a poll just, now and then by the end of the show? Just make a decision. Pick? You can make a decision. I, I don't well, like the idea. Why, That's the why is it or uh, that? Uh, I, I thought that we were fine with one of them. I feel like it, it should be uh, that is listener bracket on the wheel or not. I don't. Best I, like, friend I don't, is I don't like I'm it. Sure it's it's complicated. Like, how does it work? Listener bracket. We pick 16 people and then what? It was my pitch and I don't even like sort of understand it anymore. You wanted to advance people, whether or not I'm, I'm fine with not having listener bracket on but the then wheel. We need something it's better. Be it's, it's not like I'm not married to the listener bracket. But you're not interested okay. in need a best friend or family feud. Like we don't we don't really have a, a, a locked in fourth. Okay. Do you want to come back and do a uh, either spin the wheel, like uh, go live on, we can go uh, live on like Periscope some other this week when we have a fourth idea? Okay. All right. So we're what, what do you say? Alan said that. Well, Rob sleepover. is married to doing the sleepover. sleepover in, what if we pick sleepover and then there just is no podcast at the convention center on Wednesday? Like, sorry, the one <laughs> we that we did, the pod- we did in the, the room pre-recorded night. podcast. We'll just hang with people on Wednesday night. Akiva, do you want to do sleepover in front of the live audience? No, I don't need to. I think I think the idea of doing it in the hotel room is really funny. Hmm. So yeah, I, I feel like that, that that's good, but not good for the for the live yeah. show. So. I'm okay with, you know, walking away today and not having the, the live show spin yeah. and sort of like uh, letting people know, time. you know, let's get this right. Yeah. And this is a big show. Yeah, people people spend then, their hard-earned money. Yeah. And then, so, uh, how much, I mean, how much prep would we need? I no, mean, if we, no if, prep. If we ca- would we be fine? Okay. Like, if we pick, let's do it on, All let's right. go live on. I was going to say Tuesday, but I'm flying. Uh, let's go live on. I don't okay. know what day. So maybe we'll just we'll, we'll do like a mini episode. Forty one and a half mm-hmm. of the the wheel spin. Allie, is that are, are we too wishy washy here? Uh, I mean, stop asking. I will come back for that episode to do the wheel spin. No, okay. I mean, that's fine. Yeah, I just think we should get it right before we just like uh, hasty. I mean, it's still the show's not for 10 days. Yeah. All right. Let's I worry, though, if you don't have enough lead time, like people won't. I think people need to get up the courage to do the talent show. Like it, you need enough time. Where okay. they'll be like, I think okay, the, we'll do it. the more people think about it, they're like, oh, no, I can't do this. Where it's like the more time we think okay. about it, they shouldn't do it. Akiva, could you record on Thursday morning with me and then we'll give people until Thursday? Sure. Sure. Okay. Unless we think of something right. good by the end of this episode. Let's do a quick, let's cleanse the palate with a quick regular mailbag, okay? I okay. have an idea for that as well. All right, so start us off, yes. Allie. Two things. One, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar, I know, Kiva, you have daughters, with the uh, Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen mystery videos. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen did a bunch of movies, but they did a bunch of mysteries, which are great. And I think that should either be submitted to the crappy movie di- diaper, one of those, 
or could be something with the pod detectives that you need to like how you did with CSI, but with the Mary Kate Nashley mystery movie. Mm. So that's where our pod detectives were going to solve a case that the Olsen twins worked on. Yes. And that sounds fun. Yeah. That's not bad. And then my other idea people send in for a few weeks. Let's put them in the waiting room. Will from America. What's your other idea? My other idea is, uh, is also MTV related, but I, and it would revolve, it would involve listener submissions, but is anyone out there in the Renap universe being catfished? And if so, can Robin (laughs) Akiva take on the role of Neve and Max and get to the bottom of this Dina Lohan esque caper? Oh, so somebody solve a catfish is a listener and they think they're being catfished. Can you unite and get to the bottom of a catfish caper case? Hmm. Uh, boy, this is very specific. I don't know if we have any listeners that are being catfished. What do you think, Akiva? It's hard. Sometimes we ask for like pretty general things and it's still hard to get a lot of good submissions. So I think the more specific you get, the harder it is to find submissions. But yes. Obviously, if someone's getting catfished, we will yeah. solve that mystery. Yeah, let us know, and then we'll put it on the wheel if if people think they're being catfished. That's it, though. You know, or if they have a catfish story, uh, I think we'd be interested in uh, you know hearing it on Robin Akiva get catfished. Can I can I go back? So we I did tweet this week. I said last call for live podcast wheel ideas, and we yeah. got uh, we got some comments. So could I read some of them just in case maybe we missed a winner? Sure. In there? Uh, a beginning of joy at beginning of joy says Robin Akiva psychic Robin Akiva guess various things about the audience members such as what they do for a living based on looks alone uh, or they could ask five <laughs> yes no questions and then guess that's kind of funny I just think that gets old after like 10 minutes but that's a good that's idea. a risk that's high risk on like yeah oh you yeah. look like this yeah also Sean the mailman that's like an easy one we know he's a mailman that's his name mm-hmm. um, <laughs> the uh uh uh, Natalie Franklin says the newlywed game Robin Akiva versus like two people we pick out of the crowd. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Isn't that what you pitched last time? Mm-hmm. Tom Palmer, who definitely does not rank every episode based on give a separate rank for me and you based on how good we are in that episode, which is not strange, uh, says uh, Robin Akiva debate. Who's cooler? Chester Holtz debate between you and Rob. Who's cooler? Live audience votes on the winner. And then the Nick that sucks interjects and says, but this, but Robin Akiva are arguing that the other one is cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, Ayusha says Robin Akiva clear your conscience not sure what that is Mitchell Freeze has got an idea that's probably going to get us in jail he says Robin Akiva saved the show uh, the pitch is a bomb is set to go off at the end of the show Robin Akiva must figure out who's in the audience as the detonator to stop them before the show ends by interrogation of members of the audience uh, I give him points for uh, creativity but I don't know if that is the right way to go I don't know if the convention center people will like that what do you think it's like a murder yeah, mystery. Yeah, let's not. Let's not. Uh, I, I <laughs> had mean, originally take the bomb out of that. But what if what if like, is yeah, there something there? So I, I had pitched when we were going to rent the mansion of the, the live podcast is Robin Akiva host a murder mystery. But I should we like, have rented a mansion. Was that a misstep by <laughs> us? Yeah, I think we have too many people for the mansion. Yeah, I don't know if we could get 120 people. It would be a real yeah, big mansion. It would, it would be like when it was. Well, Ali said she's got room for everybody if we all come to wherever she is. Everybody would at. be willing to come to Ann Arbor instead of being in Minneapolis like they originally planned. I can't imagine that's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Question. we'll get on a big bus. You know, you know, <laughs> Ali doesn't know about the dog bus. draft because she didn't listen to Seinfeld. But we'll get on. We'll get on a bus like we were originally going to do for the dog draft. And all of our listeners and us will go across yeah. country in a bus. So quick question. Yes. I, I'm sure you discussed this, but why is Mount Rushmore not eligible for the live show? 
Rob doesn't even like it for a not live show. So he, oh, he openly is hostile I think of that, that, that idea. Would be good. So listeners, we go to the audience and uh, uh, Claire says, hey, what's your Mount Rushmore of uh, of uh, uh, Eminem colors? Like, I don't know what what exactly like. I think it's funny, but I don't know how how much well, you juice could have you could squeeze some out of prepared that. too. Like, you don't have to rely on the audience. Like, give an example. You give us a quick Mount Rushmore right now. We'll play it. Uh, okay. Mount Rushmore of, uh, 90s teen heartthrobs. Okay. JTT. I like to Rob and I each pick two. Is it like draft style? How does this work? You you negotiate it. And I think you have to rank them like one, two, three, four. Yeah. I'm not sure this is a full hour and 15 minutes. (laughs) I feel like that I would want to have the computer in front of me to do stuff like this. Also, we need some Googling. Uh, Mike Bloom says we play Minnesota in Minnesota. Robert Keevan, a third guest, compete in a series of trivia questions. Bet Minnesota, the winner gets sodas or drinks of their choice, courtesy of the losers. This may be the stupidest idea I've ever come up with. And then I responded back, what do we do, Mike, for the last 82 minutes of the 90-minute show? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Robert, Travis says Robin Kiva write a number one hit. Like a song? Yeah. What? How about this? Okay. What if we get a guy from Craigslist who's like a songwriter and he comes and we, he helps us write a number one hit? Uh, I don't know how interesting that is for the audience. Okay. Uh, yeah, somebody says do drafts or Mount Rushmore. That's Josh Lemer. He's going to be there. Uh, I, I just don't know if drafting or Mount Rushmore is the answer. Robin Keefe of debate. Joel Wheel says. So let's see. So we have uh, a, a guitarist available. Mm-hmm. Uh, creative piano lessons. Um, so... I was trying to, what if we had like improvisers come in? Uh, but I don't know. Delivery J says uh, we call random people during the show. Well, we could start no, by the, doing that. The we phone, did that the phone is show. not. Uh, we have people there. We don't need to call people that aren't there. You don't want to start the episode, though, by it, it, it's not the premise, but you don't want to start by calling some of the people who didn't show up and yelling at them. I like that last time. Um, I don't know if uh, technologically, you know, well, how we'll to test do that. It out. if, we'll if test you want to do that in there. the in the sound check, you can call people. OK. Uh, Rob Nakiva's Rose Show recaps. We discuss shows currently on TV they haven't seen an episode of. Yeah, I, I just think that's like a five minute gag. Mm-hmm. Uh, this person likes Rob Nakiva Got Talent, except they called it Ron and Nakiva Got Talent. Maybe they think your, your name is Ron. Yeah. Yeah, you're Ron. Uh, that luck, good news for you. That's on the wheel. Uh, live QA. I don't know what that means. Like people just like ask us anything. Hmm. I feel like we're, our opinions are already out there. Like anything people want to know about us, they already know. Yeah. Rob Nakiva take a polygraph, Chris Jackson says. Uh, the dating game should be easy to get volunteers from the audience. Feels Akiva's need to get people to hook up. That is not my need. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Yep. Uh, and then uh, lends itself to both audio and video. Hmm. Uh, Robin Akiva, go to Disney World. You guys just won the Super Bowl and take listeners on your hypothetical. What are you talking about, Alec? Uh, Robin Akiva, go back in time. You guys choose a couple of epi- uh, snippets from old episodes. That's a separate episode. We already have yeah. that. Okay. Um, All right. So I, I feel like that we should then let's re reopen the suggestions and and, mm-hmm. and reconvene in a couple of days on this. All right, you want a couple of regular more more uh, regular one, mailbag one ideas? or two? Okay, John I mean, we're, says we're closing Rob- in on three hours here. Yeah, Rob and Akiva make their wives cry. Okay, this go on. was on the wheel during the week of their wives' birthdays, wedding anniversaries, Mother's Day, and maybe Christmas. I don't know if Christmas works for me. If the spot comes up, Rob and or Akiva must present and write a written piece to their wife about how much they mean to them. So far, it sounds gross. The wise reaction must be recorded. And hopefully we get some tears. By the way, we did not mention this. This was a big omission by uh, 
by Anne Alley, Uncle Keevy, and Rob. Um, Cassandra cries during the episode of Parental Control. Oh yeah, when she sees when she sees her boyfriend kissing the guy. Do we think those were real tears? Did you notice that, Rob? Uh, I did not. She cries like tears roll down her cheek when she sees her boyfriend kissing the guy. I feel like she was faking it, but it was an emotional moment for me. Mm. She wells up. She wells up. Yeah, I didn't. We, they, they show it to you. Maybe it's like uh, it's CGI, but they show it a tear rolling down her cheek. All right. So I don't. What's the point? We're saying something nice and getting them to cry happy tears. Yeah, that's crazy, John. They mm-hmm. would never do that. They're 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 they're. Uh, I don't know if my wife has ever cried happy tears. Um, right. Ali, yeah. you're not interested a- in that, right? Um, I like any time your wives are involved, but probably not that. Right. I mean, I'd listen to it, but I don't. I feel like what's the you're going to have to like hidden camera record doing something nice for your wife. That's a podcast. Mm-hmm. John John says Robin Akiva do a must a one must go where Robin Akiva must unanimously choose a, uh, a type in the topic okay. that one must go. Yes. He can come on. John yes. John is pitching himself. John John's one must go. I like this idea because John John has for many years posted in the uh, off topic group in the Rob's podcast uh, patron group. Uh, mm-hmm. All these memes of one must go. And it's like crinkle cut fries, steak fries, right. uh, skinny fries and tater tots. Yeah, uh, I, like, I like when it's like yogurt getting stabbed in the throat <laughs> yes. or cheese. Yes. <laughs> it's like, which so, one do you choose? Uh, I love this idea. I want I want the uh-huh. all time greatest one must goes. Yeah. So John John work on that. We'll put that in the waiting room. Uh, I love John John. Also, he was mad at me. Yes. And he said uh, that yeah. I never read his ideas. And I said, I never get your ideas. And he realized and we realized that we were not getting his emails. So he forwarded us all his emails. Okay, we never good. got them. Good. Uh, so we're back on the same page as John John. He, John John did take a big shot at me this week, I heard. Yeah, he was uh, mad because uh, that uh, you had said that uh, Kirsten had uh, was the originator of HGTV, uh, our, our trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he said I'm from like a different century from him or something. I don't know. Even though I'm like <laughs> two years older than him. Um, um, that I don't recall exactly. Okay. Uh, t- shut up, Tim. Wants us to tell ghost stories, or no? Not shut up, Tim. I think it's a different Tim. Uh, wants us to tell ghost stories. The other talk about your passion as a Mets fan. I have no passion as a Mets fan. What are you no, talking about? No, it's been beaten Tim? out of us. Um, there's a lot of our trash ideas. That will be the whole next mailbag. There's a lot of good. We we uh, we're not going to do it now because we're seventy yeah. hours in. But there is like, I think we might need a new mechanism that's just our trash because there's a lot of like this channel shows our trash. YouTube is trash. There's I think there's some good yes, stuff. Uh, I do think that the trash stock is up after your yeah, appearance today, Allie. I agree. I'll listen trash uh, next brand week to hear strong. what you really think. Yes. No, Allie, we'll <laughs> say we say mean things to people's faces all the time. Yeah. Dwight, is that our thing? Do we say one thing with the guests and then the next week talk about? Well, how- I'll find out. I mean, I am trash, so it fits that I was here. No. On this well, if anything, we might do say that we thought it was good today. And then the feedback was bad. We might say, we might say that. No. I have ops. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Akiva, anything yeah, I else? Like anything I'm else at a today? Loss. No, right. I, I, we got too much going on. We got to figure out this live okay. show. Look, I, I know some people are not going to be happy if we didn't take a stand today, but we're going to get this right. This is uh, the first big uh, live show for Renap. So this is the first episode we're not spinning a wheel right now. Yeah, we're not going to spin the wheel today. Okay, how about wow. that? But wait, didn't things get put on the wheel? Do I not get the mushroom music? Uh, what got put what on the you, wheel? What you put on the what? What did you? Was John John you, not on the wheel now? Yeah, I guess no, he's in the is, is sleepover he's on the a, wheel. 
sleepovers on the wheel because then it's gonna but we don't know what wheel yeah it's gonna be recorded but it is on the wheel there you go she wanted that mushroom music okay all right uh ali lasher where where can we hear more about you uh nothing nowhere i'm on i'm on yadis i guess you could follow me at lash tweets and if anyone in the New York City area finds a gold bracelet with an armadillo on it, I am oh, looking no. for it. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm being sincere. Uh, no, maybe this will become a viral thing where it's like I found it because of a podcast. Um, anyway, yeah, you could follow me at Lash Tweets. I'm pretty much just miserable studying for the bar. I do have to say, I think my spot of Millennial Judge has to come off the wheel until... Uh, the end of August. Okay, take it down. Mm. Um, are you going to come on a RHAP to talk about Big Brother this summer? Uh Oh, I actually almost texted you and was like, if I'm going to do it, I got to do it early. But uh, how ship long does sailed? it go? Big Brother? How long does it go? Big Brother goes Never until ends. September 25th or something. Then, yeah, I'll probably accidentally select the uh, show that the the recap of the recap so i'll binge the entire season okay so you come the on day the before end. yeah and then uh the rachel riley will come on instead okay <laughs> uh, yeah i can i'm available in september for all inquiries great all right so we will uh be talking to you at the end of the summer all right of course uh at keeve 26 uh listen to 32 fans broke down uh free agency ranked all the teams luckily there were no big swings in uh, as Akiva predicted the entire 30 wow. 30 well, some Rob, odd teams who doesn't even follow basketball of NBA was set nothing can change yeah. that would nothing upset changes. the power dynamic of the ranking so there was this guy making a basketball joke <laughs> there was <laughs> no re- no reason to hold off on you wouldn't ranking. recognize Kawhi if you met him on the street which you might now since he's, uh, he's yeah I probably wouldn't I probably wouldn't <laughs> oh one thing to plug too I'm not doing the show and it's been mentioned before but Adam and Aman are covering Are You the One? Yes. It's been a great season so far. Definitely mm. continue to uh, check that out on the MTV Rehab Ups. All right. So uh, send your suggestions in need a podcast at robhaswebsite.com or Seinfeld at postshowrecaps.com. Akiva and I will get back together on uh, Wednesday or Thursday. And then uh, pending the availability of Ali Lasher, perhaps uh, she'll rejoin us for Spinning the Wheel next time on episode 41 and a half of Robin Akiva Need a Podcast. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. 